93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It's February 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A former Philadelphia police officer was arrested Tuesday on allegations he sexually assaulted male witnesses and suspects over a decade-plus career as a detective. Philip Nordo was scheduled to be arraigned Tuesday afternoon. Much of the grand jury report protected the identity of victims in the allegations, but a handful of pages were unsealed showing multiple accusations of rape, intimidation, sexual misconduct, and theft of city funds. What a nightmare. Yeah, a spokesman for the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office declined to comment further on the recommended charges against the 52-year-old former police department veteran. Uh, Nordo, who was working in the homicide division at the time, was fired in 2017 after allegations were made that he placed funds in a witness's commissary account and that he was fraternizing with people who were connected to criminal investigations. The police union said union officials reviewed the charges and would not be representing Nordo. Authorities allege Nordo used his position to intimidate and groom male suspects and witnesses into sexual acts. The report said that Nordo asked that homosexual inmates uh, who were being prepared for release to be referred to him and that he regularly volunteered to transport suspects or witnesses for other detectives, often using the time alone to allegedly ask personal questions that might allow him to cultivate relationships. Authorities said victims alleged that Nordo would display his firearm during the grooming sessions and would tell suspects no one would believe them if they reported the allegations uh, or if they reported reported the alleged incidents. Police Commissioner Richard Ross fired Nordo in 2017 after learning of some of the allegations, which ones uh, he did not elaborate on. The potential charges also include a count of theft by deception because authorities said that Nordo filed false claims for reward money and other incentives worth a total of about $20,000 for some of the victims. A man who was pre- previously arrested five times for driving under the influence has been charged with causing a fatal accident this past weekend. 31-year-old David Strauhauer of Newtown has previously uh, five DUI convictions and authorities that authorities know of, four in Chester County and one in Delaware County. Authorities said his license was suspended at the time of the crash. He's in jail after police filed charges on Sunday in a deadly crash where a woman was killed and her husband was seriously injured. Police said that the man was driving a Dodge Ram that crossed into oncoming traffic in the 3300 block of Market Street in Upper Chichester, striking uh, the vehicle carrying the victim head-on. The passenger, 45-year-old Deanna Ekman, was killed and her husband, Chris, was rushed to the hospital. Police said that Strauhauer initially lied to authorities and said that his cousin was driving uh, through interviews and police video. um, And uh, they they determined that he was, in fact, behind the wheel. Uh, He told police that he attended his mother's funeral that day and was driving to Chester to buy cocaine. According to the criminal complaint, he faces more than a dozen charges with the most serious being homicide and aggravated assault by vehicle charges. Police are working closely with county detectives in the investigation of this incident. Again, how, you know, you hear stories like this where there's been a uh, a recidivist many, many times, DUIs. Uh, you know, Is I don't know the mechanic. Right. I, I, I just know. don't understand the mechanics I of mean, this. I mean, isn't that how, because I don't think Pennsylvania has it, but the the three strikes penalty yeah like if uh, this were to happen in in California this guy would be behind bars right I don't yeah, I mean oh, I, I don't know case I know somebody who got um, two DUIs and one was when they were like a teenager and then the other was when they were in their forties and he had to do the either thirty days in jail or go you know on the weekend so right. like and that was only two this guy's got five in you know a short period of time it, it just not seems, sure how it seems outlandish it's, it's enraging yeah, 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 yeah. Well, has it's he done enraging. has he done any time before I don't know. 
So you may have, and they yeah. may have locked them up, and then you just come back out and you do it again. I mean, you know, uh, it, I don't know at what point they take away fully take away your driving privileges. Right, well, it was right. suspended, so he 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 was not supposed to be driving. But this guy, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, there you go. He's he's just breaking the law. Period. Okay. Snow is expected to arrive around 9 or 10 o'clock this morning and becoming heavy around lunchtime and into the early afternoon. Two to four inches is expected in the city and uh, about three to six, maybe a little more. Some people are reporting outside of the city. Temperatures will hover below the freezing mark through most of the afternoon. Then as temperatures rise a bit, we'll see a change in precipitation to a slushy mix and then eventually rain this evening. There is a winter weather storm warning and weather advisory in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. New Jersey has entered a state of emergency. That happened at 5 a.m. ahead of the end anticipated winter storm. Governor Phil Murphy declared the state of emergency across all 21 counties in New Jersey, allowing resources to be deployed throughout the state during the duration of the storm. To prepare for the winter storm, the New Jersey State Police activated the State Emergency Operations Center. The New Jersey Department of Transportation will also deploy more than 2,500 plows and salt trucks to keep the roads and communities safe. Uh, now, 100,000 tons of salt is available for PennDOT. Uh, those drivers will start at 8 a.m. They say they're working about 12 to 15 hour shifts. PennDOT says that they've brined the roads and are now ready to deploy the trucks after the snow starts. But I found this interesting. I saw a spokesman for PennDOT talking yes. this morning. They said that crews uh, have been instructed to not plow once the snow starts to fall. And that's because we're going to get this mixture and then oh. rain later. Yeah. And uh, if, if the, the roads are plowed, then it's just going to become a sheet of ice on the road. So they've been instructed to not plow it and to uh, put salt down once it starts to snow. So that's And obviously they say the biggest issue is dealing with traffic on the road and not being able to do anything. So that's why a lot of businesses and schools are closed today, yeah? Right, yeah. There was a lot of the school closures came over uh, last night, and yeah. yeah, some businesses are closed. I know um, the, the city closed, uh, you know, courts and things like that. Do you know what I like about this person? is because it's it's sort of like it snows, but then God comes in and uh, shovels your driveway yeah. for you with the rain with and 55-degree yeah. temperatures. Nice. So yeah. if that keeps happening, I'm down with that. So, yeah, so like most of the day they said it's going to hover below freezing, but then as we go into the night... Like about 6 o'clock it yeah, shifts, the, right? the temperature is going to rise, and then we're going to go up to like the 50s tomorrow. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. The Flyers lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-2 last night in South Philly. JT Miller had a goal and an assist, and the Lightning got off to a fast start with a 3-0 lead after the first period to win their seventh straight. Tampa Bay improved to an NHL best 46-11-4 with 96 points, 17 points ahead of Calgary for the most in the league. Up next for the Flyers is a trip to Montreal for a game against the Canadiens tomorrow night. The two teams are eight points apart in the standings with the Flyers chasing the final wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. The Sixers, who have been off since last week for the All-Star break, start the second half of their schedule tomorrow night with a game at home against the Miami Heat. The Sixers and the Boston Celtics are tied for fifth place in the Eastern Conference with identical records of 37 and 21, while the Heat are just out of the playoff picture at 26 and 30. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. Manny Machado has agreed to the biggest free agent contract in American sports history, a 10-year, $300 million deal Jesus. with the San Diego Padres. Machado, a four-time All-Star and two-time Gold Glove Award winner at third base, made 
$16 million between the Los Angeles Dodgers and Baltimore Orioles last season. The deal with the Padres includes an opt-out after the fifth season. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, we took an extended weekend. We're back, ready to go on this Wednesday morning. We have several things that we're going to get to, as I would hope you would imagine. And we have... An appearance on Fox Good Days we do on Wednesdays. We have our standard Wednesday routine, including a secret text word. Your chance to win some tickets for the sold-out Seth Meyers show. Huh. Friday at 7 p.m. at the Keswick Theater. So that's up and running. You can go ahead and try that now. Text word secret to 39333. And we'll bounce this word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in with that word designated caller wins. And we'll grab a random text or two. Speaking of winning, we also have a short Word for this week for the Word of the Week prize. Only three letters, and you can get a Bud Light six-pack of pit tickets for MM Barbecue. Nice. Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion, of course. So six tickets to win. It's pretty easy to do. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You just need three letters and to be the right caller. So we'll give that away on Friday, but you need the letter at the end of today's program. We also have joining us today the cast of NBC's The Village is stopping by today. The Village people? The whole, all the village. Wow. That's what we were on our call last night. So it says, well, even with the snow, the Village people are coming in tomorrow. We're like, the Village people are coming That's in. That's crazy, man. Awesome. I love that Indian chief. Man, the construction work. Yeah. Come on. And the awesome. cop. Preston, the cop. Oh, man, the leather dude. Yeah, he's great. All right, so. Uh, I was the leather dude in a talent show one year. Seriously? Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. The mustache? I think I have um, pictures of it. I want to see yeah. that. Uh, you know what? I'll yes. grab one. I'll grab one and bring it in tomorrow. I need that. Okay. okay. Uh, we also, so the village is coming in. The village people are coming in. Uh, and we also have, this should be very, very interesting. A woman named Kathy Kleiner. And in 1978, I think it was, she was a victim and a survivor of an attack by Ted Bundy. The one and only serial killer, Ted Bundy. She survived. She was one of the handful of people that lived after this guy got his hands on her. And we're going to talk to her later on. It's, that should be a, a very interesting phone It's call. an amazing, just her life in general. You want to talk about a movie that needs to be made. Yeah. There's stuff that passed that, believe it or not, that's amazing. So we will talk to Kathy a little after 10 a.m. And our friends from PJ Willahans are coming in this morning. And Marissa will be at the Maple Shade location tomorrow. Yeah. From 7 to 9. It's going to be a beautiful day in the mid-50s. <laughs> it's going to be a glorious day after Stomageddon. No, we'll be gone. And uh, she is actually going to be having a uh, cardboard classic um, appearance and a chance for you to win a VIP experience if you stop by there while she is there. So that is tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. at uh, PJ Willahan's Maple Shade. Make a note of that real quick if that's in your area and just go by. Uh, grab something to eat, a beer, and maybe win yourself a cool VIP experience cardboard classic. Oh, it's a great way to pre-party, and uh, we are just uh, two weeks away, right? Two weeks, yeah, away, and there we go. Is it? Is it two weeks? Well, I mean, it's like a week and a day. A day. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, less than two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Man. yeah, you're right. Oh, dear we Lord. drive up next Thursday. Yeah, so do the, show, do the show Friday morning. A week. It will be here before you know it. So make sure you join Marissa for that. And let's give away some movie screening passes. We do have a movie screening tonight. By the time. This movie runs. The weather should be better. It should be raining by then. And uh, it's going to be at the UA King of Prussia. This is uh, Fighting With My Family. And we need to fill this up. So let's take uh, let's take eight callers at 215-263-WMMR. If you want to get out of the house tonight, you can do that. It's at 730. You need to be there by 7. The UA King of Prussia once again. 
And uh, we'll set you up with those movie passes. It doesn't open until Friday. 215-263-WMMR is the number. So, bunch going on today. Which was it? Was it Neapolitan, the ice cream that has the different layers? Yes. Yeah, that's what today is, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neapolitan of Preston Neapolitan, Station. yeah, rather. So, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I'll roll out the entertainment stories and a stupid question when we return. So, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score lift tickets for just 20 bucks and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. Screwed up Valentine's Day? Diamonds will get you out of the doghouse. Make it up to her with Stevens Angel Heart Diamond Necklace for only $128. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut, Stevens Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question today. We're going to give away a four pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show, and that's the 27th through March 3rd in AC, of course. And the question I have for you for uh, Black History Month, how about this one? What band won the first ever Grammy for best hard rock performance in 1990? Huh. 215 WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. What band won the first ever Grammy for best hard rock performance in 1990? Let's have you give us a call right now. Like I said, 215 WMMR. Today is Wednesday, February 20th. It's Rihanna's birthday today. Hey. The very beautiful and talented Rihanna is celebrating her 31st birthday today. I just saw her in a movie, I think it was called uh, Valeria, and she plays this alien who, um, she does this sort of strip tease where she be, she's changing from everything like a like a schoolgirl to a vamp to a... Okay. This is a pretty good scene. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. She's a sexy woman. There she is. She's 31 years old today, so happy birthday, Rihanna. Uh, it's also Trevor Noah's birthday today, the uh, comedian, Daily Show host. He is 35. Coming to town, right, at the Met? That is correct, Yep. Uh, the great Sidney Poitier. Love him. 92 years old. Holy crap. You want yeah. to talk about a distinguished, regal, talented man. That's yeah. uh, Sidney Poitier in some of my favorite movies. So happy 92nd to Sidney. Uh, and Cindy Crawford is 53 today. Basically the white female Sydney Poitier. Sydney, Cindy, yeah, it kind of yeah. runs together, you know. It's uh, it's pretty easy to mistake the two. Did you uh, have a Cindy Crawford thing when you were? Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Who she, didn't? She was she was almost too flawless. She was so hot, you know what I and mean? And then she talked, and everything equaled out. <laughs> she, uh, you yeah, know, at the time, she was very groundbreaking. I remember seeing... Like uh, shots of her when she was like 18, 19 years old and just coming on the scene. You're Amazing. Like, wow. Oh, she's, she's actually another level of, of beautiful. She's a smart woman. She just she, she tried to get her acting career going. Nick, I know you're a big fan of uh, Fair Game. Fair Game yes. with uh, Billy Baldwin. Just terrible. Yeah. Horrible. But she's in it, so it's uh, worth watching on mute. <laughs> so she's 53, uh, actress Lily Taylor. I got some more songs to do. Oh, no. Joe Lies. Joe Lies. 
She's also in The Conjuring and uh, The Haunting. She's been in a lot of movies throughout the years. Uh, she's 52 today. Hey, Sir Charles has his birthday. Hey. Charles Barkley is 56 years old. And uh, you see him popping up around town from time to commercials time. all the time for sports betting. I Does he? That yeah. guy for, for Dr. Afkins. Who's that guy he's with? Uh, is he from a... Is he a uh, no, he's just a, a, an actor or whatever, but right. it, it, he does it for DraftKings. Okay. And the, and the character's name is Dr. Afkins. <laughs> it's so funny. When I say... Oh, like that. Okay. That's, Dr. Afkins. Now I get it. It's stupid, okay. but funny. You guys ever met him? Uh, no. I've never met so. him. All the years here, I've never you, run you into him. narrated his golfing thing. The, the Haney Project. Yeah. yeah. I, I was the narrator. <laughs> you never met him? I was the narrator on that show. No, I never met him. Not That's one the time. dirty little secret in the announcing world. You don't always get to meet the people you're announcing don't. for. I know. It's sad. There's an off chance we'll have him on the show on Friday. Uh, Kelly Ando's coming in, and uh, Frank and Charles are, are friendly, and so I've asked... Frank, um, to see if we could uh, chat with Charles this week, and, and so Frank is going to reach out to him, and we'll see if it's possible. If we got the two of them together, that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so happy, excuse me, 56th birthday to Charles Barkley. Uh, Ivana Trump, Donald Trump's first ex-wife, right? is, uh, how many ex-wives do you have? Two ex-wives? 44. No, 44 ex-wives? Uh, yeah. And he's 45, and he has 44. Two uh, ex-wives, I Yeah, guess? there was uh, Marla Maples. That's the other one. And, uh, and I, yes. And Ivana Trump. And uh, so, um, Mar- Marilyn is his daughter with Ivana and... Um, oh, my God. I didn't even know there was a Marilyn. <laughs> Just the cast of the monsters. Actually. Oh. oh like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it Eddie. If, I would, if I didn't know. <laughs> Ivana's been married four times. She was married before uh, Donald Trump and then uh, twice since and divorced twice since. Do you think it's possible to be married so much you forget how many times you yourself have been <laughs> yes, married? Yes, sure, I do. <laughs> yep. You, you know, Liz, yeah. dude, I forgot how old I was for almost yeah, a year. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. You know, it's possible. Possible. And like uh, to run it, is it possible to re-meet and start dating someone you were once married to? You totally forgot. Maybe. She's uh, 70 years old today. And then the last birthday is Patty Hearst, the heiress. Wow. And of course, she was uh, kidnapped by the Simonese Liberation Army in 1974, later took part in a bank robbery with them. I don't know what her story is now. She was acting in movies for a while. She remember she was a John Waters. She was in a couple of uh, films of his. Was and she? Yeah, yeah. If you look at her, she has actually has some film credits. Um, she's in a couple of movies. Uh, I think she plays a prison guard in one of them. But uh, I don't know what she's doing now. But she's okay. obviously heir to the. <laughs> she's yeah. actually doing dog shows now. I'm, I'm not kidding. Competing she, or hosting? Steve, uh, her Shih Tzu Rocket yeah. won the toy category at the Westminster Kennel Club show in uh, wow. at, at, at Madison Square Garden in 2015. Right. I assume wow. you've heard about my Shih Tzu, <laughs> right? Uh, well, Patty Hearst, 65 uh-huh. years old today. You ever been to Hearst Castle, San Simeon? Oh, yes. Pretty amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. I want a, uh, like a, uh, that, that pool situation that they had in there. The, the indoor the, one? or The, the indoor the... pool. Yeah. It's amazing. Pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, with a slide. Yep. Yep. Patty Hearst is 65 today. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What band won the first ever Grammy for best hard rock performance? That was in 1990, 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I'm going to go to uh, Brett and see if we get the answer. Hey, Brett, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Brett, do you know what band we're talking about? Uh, Living Color. Living Color. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. We have a personal connection to them now. Yeah, they played the camp out for hunger, and they were phenomenal. 
Brett got it right, and he has got a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show, and it's uh, February 27th through March 3rd at the Atlantic City Convention Center. You can visit acboatshow.com for all the details. Uh, so we're going to start with this. Police are looking into a tip that Empire actor Jesse Smollett was seen in an elevator of his apartment building with the two brothers who were later arrested and questioned about attacking him. What a crazy story this is. On January 29th. Yeah, it's still unfolding. The brothers were released without charges and now are reportedly cooperating with police. Some reports in recent days have indicated that members of the Chicago Police Department suspect that Smollett may have hired the men to stage an attack. On Tuesday, police spokesman Anthony Guglielmi, who you googly, told the AP that Ola and Abel Osandario were yeah. seen with Smollett in his building the night of the attack. Uh, and you uh, googly said, uh, <laughs> we sent detectives out to validate the tip. Other outlets are reporting that police are even investigating whether or not Smollett was involved in sending himself the suspicious letter preceding the alleged hate attack that landed him in the hospital. Impressive. If that's the case, so that becomes the FBI's involved because of that. That's that's uh, threat through mail. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of different levels to this. On the case of him being spotted in the building with the guys... They're saying that's less than likely because it's a very secure building that he's in and there's cameras all over the place. Yeah. But these guys are apparently giving uh, evidence and testimony that uh, he, in fact, did hire them to to do and that they had. Well, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I haven't seen anything about that. They are. The brothers are saying that Smollett hired them and that and that he was actually the one that had sent the letters to Empire, the set of Empire. And that uh, it was all orchestrated. Now, what they're trying to do is, because they had originally brought the guys in. They were the guys that Smollett identified in the video or the footage that they got from the security camera. They got the guys in. The police had them, and the police released them because these guys are now going to turn evidence against Smollett. So we'll what's, see how, what's we'll Jesse saying now. Is, is he's he not saying ra- anything. Is he going right silent? But the police no longer list him as a victim. They list him as, as the, uh, I guess, the... Uh, I don't know what the exact classification is, but they're no longer listing him as a as the victim of the attack. Well, he's hired Mark, or may have hired uh, Mark Garagos to join his legal team. Yeah, defense uh, Gar- attorney. Yeah, Garagos recently scored a huge settlement for Colin Kaepernick against the NFL, and he's also being tasked with talking to the press, and he has uh, done for other clients such as Chris Brown, Winona Ryder, and Michael Jackson. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, well, Garagos. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? You were saying Garagos, but it doesn't Come on, matter. Man. No, okay, yeah. Garagos, Garagos. Let's call the whole thing <laughs> up. That's right. All right. So you say at, tomato, I say tomato. At what point can I start saying, dude, I, I sniffed this out the second I heard the story. But here's the deal. Yeah. It, it, and it's a, a, it's, a, it's an, a, an object lesson yeah. for everyone. And it's the lesson that Preston has stated many times. Let, you know, let it breathe. Yeah. And let's see what the story is first. And right. it, it happens many times. This is such a crazy, though. The uh, it, every, Listen, everything's not out yet. Wait it's till the, it all comes out. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But if he did, if he was the perpetrator of this, and, and uh, you know, if, if, you're, <laughs> if your cause is something and you want to make it look as if you were victimized and you get, you get caught, you have just steered, you have just reeled things in backwards. Yes. yes. You have gone. You've done damage to you your have cause. done damage to your own cause. If you have done something like this, mm-hmm. it's just absolutely moronic. If that is yeah. the case, and if there is no cause, and you really were just trying to raise your own profile, oh, that's even worse. You've done it. The same thing to your profile. Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. So we'll follow the story and we'll <sighs> see what happens. 
Uh, this was sad news. Chanel creative director and design legend Carl Lagerfeld passed away. He was 85 years old while we were gone. Uh, while the cause of his death has not yet been released, his recent absence from the Chanel Couture fashion show in Paris sparked concern over his health. They think, Preston, he might have been crushed by a huge boulder. Oh, my God. Uh, when the news broke, stars like Chris uh, Jenner, Gigi and Bella Hadid on a wintour. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently was no. trying to weight something, an old mechanism, and had a pouch in his hand when they found him. And it was a giant boulder? Yeah. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Uh, he was an adventurer. A lot of people didn't know that. A lot of uh, people also don't know that he was actually Dracula. Also, uh, Penelope Cruz, Gwyneth Paltrow, and many more began sharing their grief on social media. In a statement, his eponymous fashion house said he was one of the most influential and celebrated designers of the 21st century and an icon, universal symbol of style. Driven by a phenomenal sense of creativity, Carl was passionate, powerful, and intensely curious. He leaves behind an extraordinary legacy as one of the greatest designers of our time, and there are no words to express how much he will be missed. I have occasionally worn Lagerfeld, uh, not knowing it. I had a uh, a sports bag that said Lagerfeld on the side. Oh. I, uh, I I wore the cologne. I used to get the Lagerfeld right, cologne right. quite a bit. Yeah, that was I, my scent. So you know me. I'm a I'm a I'm sort of a fashion plate. I think it's sort of uh, accepted, but. Uh, Occasionally, I think his stuff is pretty accessible. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Kathy? He's not. You know, what? I'm not really sure. I don't know too much. I, he uh, himself, about as I said, dressed like Dracula. But but the the uh... Uh, yeah, Steve. I think uh, obviously he had really high end stuff if you wanted that. Yeah, but yeah. I think that it wasn't way out of the reach of the average consumer right. for some of his stuff. From what an I idiot understand. such as myself. Yeah. So uh, so he's. Passed away at the age of 85. I'm sure there will be some uh, tributes to him. Is there anything they do uh, to observe the death of a fashion icon, I guess, uh, uh, you in know? the fashion the, industry? Right, the lights dim on Broadway when they I lose a legend. Know. Do they drop their Good pants? Question. What I mean, do they do? There's the full garment district in yes. New York, so I would imagine they do something. So, I mean, it's you can't miss that area, so... Uh, hard to say, Steve, but I'll let you know if I find out. Please. <laughs> Meghan Markle looked like a native New Yorker stepping out from the Mark Hotel in all black as she headed to her baby shower Ooh. Tuesday. Uh, Meghan returned to the Big Apple for the first time since her wedding to Prince Harry in May. Uh, the first child is due in the spring, and I don't really have any other details other than uh, she was there and looking lovely. How strict are the instructions to watch out for Thomas Markle? Uh, yeah, the exactly. Dad. Yeah. Now there is now he now she was domestic. Yeah, him and the the half sister. Do you see this idiot or this nutty? idiot? Yeah, <laughs> please let us know <laughs> if you've seen this idiot. Anywhere. These are the two idiots we're looking for. Oh, <laughs> they hand out an idiot list. <laughs> All right, this idiot's big and fat. This idiot's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but Motley Crue has unveiled the first full trailer for The Dirt. Yeah, Did you no. see it? I'm curious. Oh, man, I, I am it. so on board yes. for this. I, I love it. Does it not look cool? It yeah. looks awesome. And then the, the, at the last part when uh, Nikki Six turns to the camera, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the upcoming Netflix film based on the band's memoir of the same name due to arrive on March 22nd. The movie was picked up by Netflix after being previously developed at Focused Features and Paramount Pictures. And uh, it will be rapper Machine Gun Kelly, whose real name is Colson Barker, playing uh, Tommy Lee. Uh, Daniel Weber is playing Vince Neil, Douglas Booth as Nikki Six, and Nick uh, and Casey, because you guys watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Ewan Rowan 
who is from Game of Thrones. He is uh, he's Ramsey Bolton. No oh. way! Quite possibly oh, the most sadistic and evil character, other than Cersei, oh. maybe from Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's playing Mick Mars. I didn't recognize him in the yeah, trailer. Yeah. So, um, look, and the fact that it's on Netflix. Yeah. It'll be premiering right in your home. Yep. is awesome. I uh, love Netflix. I love you so much, Netflix. I sent you an article, Preston, but Barry Diller during an interview is a big Hollywood mogul for quite a long time. The article, In the article, and I think the headline basically says, Netflix has won. Hollywood is irrelevant. Mm. You haven't had a chance to read the whole article. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yep. Well, I just, that's what the... Uh, the title of it says that the consensus is the streaming services. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, the streaming services <laughs> are, are killing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Motley Crue recently recorded four new songs for The Dirt. One which uh, a collaboration with Machine Gun Kelly will premiere this Friday. So that is coming out on March 22nd. It looks really good. And with the success of Bohemian Rhapsody, I wonder what other ones are coming out besides this, besides the Elton John one. Uh, I'd love to see a comprehensive Fleetwood Mac movie. Yeah. You know, the, and speaking of that, uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, I watched it again this weekend. Um, th- now, apparently, the, the good money is on Rami Malek yeah. winning Best Actor. What I would like to see is a fictional uh, biography. Fictitioid. On- fictitional. <laughs> fictitional. <laughs> Fictitious. Fictitious. Thank you very much. Doesn't matter. You knew exactly what I was saying. Fictitioid. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here, Preston, yes. is uh, my... Uh, Incorrect grammar. You knew what I was saying. Yes. Um, back to me, Preston. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> what? You I would see... like to see a big delicious <laughs> biography on Weird Al Yankovic. I would like to see something like Absolutely. that. Yes. Well, we already have it. UHF. Listen, and in in Al's world, <laughs> yes, fictional is a, yes. Uh, is a is a is a. Would word. you be down for a fictitioid look at fish? <laughs> No, I would like to see an actual... Okay. A factionist. Faction. Factilatical. Throw it back to yourself. I want a factilatical <laughs> look at fish and a fictitioid. Back to me. <laughs> you so don't get news like you get here. Uh, but no, I agree We with, deliver in our own language. I agree with you, uh, Nick, on the success of that. That will probably spawn more yeah. uh, things like this. So... Um, what else we have here? Uh, do you want some... Yeah, I want everything. Do you want some Kardashian? I want it all. Kardashian uh, updates? Oh, is it, well, well, breaking I, I, news, right? Chloe is reportedly split with Tristan. Oh, know it! After he allegedly cheated on her with Kylie's BFF, Jordan Woods. Uh-oh. A dude? Oh, man. Nope. Oh. Uh, the 27-year-old NBA player hosted a party Sunday night, but instead of hanging with Chloe, he reportedly hooked up with Jordan Woods. Did Go ahead. Go ahead, and I'll, I'll address it in a oh, second. Okay. After, I just need to get my podium. After reports of their snuggle session hit the blogs... Uh-oh. We just snuggled. Uh, Tristan hit up Twitter and declared the news fake. He deleted the tweet soon after. Tristan infam- uh, infamously, of course, cheated with Chloe uh, just before she gave birth to her daughter, Trump. Uh-huh. Okay. What? <laughs> this is it. This guy is a recidivist. Has done it countless, countless times. It, of course, it, you know it's it's at a certain point it becomes so obvious. She looked like an idiot for staying with him. There was constantly stuff popping up at him with tub girls leaving clubs early in the morning. It's just what it is. If you're going to look for a really, you know, conventional husband. Do you think the NBA is your is your first best bet if you're looking for a, a, a reliable, loyal husband? Is that where you go? 
So, uh, you know, at this point, it's that's a, not what they're looking for. They're, they're looking for an accessory to their a life. A trophy husband. Th- that's pretty much it. Because, and that's what you get. You know what? You, they, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's a standard that's been set now. Yes. Of, of uh, you know, uh, famous for whatever reason that may be. I've I, got I, Kanye. I was, I've got Travis Scott. Right, exactly. So uh, who do I have? It's part and parcel. It's what you do. Yeah, if you're if you're in that uh, if you're in that world, so you know, I mean, I guess they try to try to make it happen, but it's you know, I mean, it's you can pretty much time it out how right. things are going to be going. Who's she going to like Cisco? No, yeah. it's, you need a player. Yeah. Hey, I uh, wanted to uh, point this out. Our buddy Ike Richmond sent me over a press release about uh, the show, The Goldbergs, which we love. Yes. Tonight on the show, uh, Sean Marquette, the actor who plays Johnny Atkins will wear 11 different Rush t-shirts oh. during the episode. <laughs> nice. And Adam said it's a tribute to a friend of his from high school in Jenkintown uh, who would wear concert shirts exclusively all the time. So this is his a tribute to his favorite band, Rush, and a tribute to his buddy who would wear nothing but concert t-shirts. The show's been sensational. Last yeah. week they had uh, they had Evan Dando from the, you know, uh, uh, the Lemonheads. The and they had they had that whole thing playing on. Then schooled Preston is flirting with the early nineties. Yeah. So um, there's a whole bunch of references uh, on that show. The, the way he weaves in reality, mm-hmm. and just when you think something was, uh, you know, and it was uh, uh, Adam Goldberg's script for the episode of School last week. Oh, that that could never have happened. And then you realize, yeah, it absolutely happened. And they have the guy right there. It happened too. Yep. Uh, so eleven rush shirts. That is tonight. So rush fans will appreciate that. You know they have they had a clip. You know he works now in school. He's the custodian, Preston, at the high school. Who is the the guy? The guy in the rush shirt. All oh, really? All the Breakfast Club. Oh, that's great. He's the custodian. That's great. Uh, let's see a couple other things. Uh, let's go to this. Netflix has lined up another star-studded adaptation on Tuesday's episode of the Ellen DeGeneres Show. Diane Keaton and Ellen revealed the ensemble cast for Green Eggs and Ham. Which Ellen is producing. Were you a fan uh, of the book? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, so Adam Devine is going to play Sam I Am. Michael Douglas will be Guy One I Am. Who's playing the or, Russian sub commander? Guy I Am, I think. Uh, Ilian Glazer as E.B. Eddie Izzard as Snurs. Jeffrey Wright as McWinkle. Jillian Bell as Gluntz. John Churturo as Goat. Uh, Tracy Morgan is Fox, David Diggs as Mouse, and Keegan-Michael Key as the narrator. So huh. a, lot of, a lot of names in this. The series is based on, of course, the beloved book by Dr. Seuss, and the show will drop later on this fall. So they made that announcement. I wonder, they, so all that stuff was released about uh, Theodore Geisel and uh, his, I guess his, <laughs> was his wife sick or something, and he was carrying on an affair. Remember we had that whole yep. story that sort of dismantled? Yeah. I don't, I think you can separate him from his work. Yeah. Yeah, it won't cast a pall on that. Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Gaga. And uh, talent agent Christian Carino have ended their engagement, a rep confirmed. The uh, Star is Born actress revealed that she has been engaged to Carino during uh, a speech at Elle's annual Women in Hollywood celebration. That was back in October of last year. Uh, they had been dating since early 2017. Rumors have been swirling that uh, there had been trouble in paradise when she was seen without her engagement ring. Uh, at I the know Grammy what the trouble Awards. is. What? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. You're, oh. sur- you're, you're in the company of one of the mega males of all time. How can you help 
but fail to hold up that level. Listen, by comparison, he's going to lose, right? I guess so. And uh, she did, by the way, at the at the Grammy Awards, she did not thank him in her acceptance speech for the Best Pop Duo or Group Ooh. Performance Award. She put a picture of him down on the stage and took a dump on it. Uh, the 32-year-old hasn't posted an image of Carino since June of last year with her posts in recent weeks featuring images from her Las Vegas residency show Enigma. Wow. Uh, magazine spreads and tattoos that she's added to her collection. Perhaps the most telling post was one she shared on Valentine's Day that notably did not include him. So they are officially done. Uh, speaking of done, uh, Gwen Paltrow has uh, indicated that she is done with Pepper Potts. What? Uh, yeah, she's played Iron Man's secretary and girlfriend for the past decade, but she says she's done after this summer's Avengers Endgame. Well, maybe that's by necessity, Preston, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, maybe not maybe everybody. She gets oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, the 46-year-old says, I mean, I'm a bit old to be in a suit and all that at this point. I feel very lucky that I did it because I actually got talked into it. Uh, uh, She's been excellent. She said, I was friends with John Favreau, and it was such a wonderful experience, the first Iron Man, and then to watch how important it has become to fans. I they- thought she was terrible in the first one. In fact, I rewatched it, and... And it just uh, listen. She's grown into a, into that character, or whatever. But I think uh, from 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 second one, she hit the ground running. Uh, when she was like uh, on the phone with uh, Tony, oh my god, Tony, I don't know what to do. I thought, like, I was like, wow, this acting is absolutely horrible. I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, well I, thought- I disagree with you, Stephen. I think you're. <laughs> I your thought she was sensational wrong. for the role, and and her by play with. Uh, him is uh, extraordinary. Yeah. They should, if really to honor her, they should. Marvel should create a character called Goop. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I could. You could absolutely. You could create a, She's hero, goop. a, a hero called Goop. Where's Goop? I love it. Uh, so let me see. She had, it was a pretty extensive interview, and she talked about a few different things. She talked uh, about karate at all? No, she talked about Brad Pitt. Though mm-hmm. she explains that uh, she that she came this Ooh. close to not making Shakespeare in Love, which earned her an Oscar, of course, because she was upset over her split with Brad Pitt. Uh, They were engaged in 1996. They split in 97. She said, I was in the middle of a terrible breakup with Brad, and the idea of going to England and being far away from home just seemed, well, I didn't even read it. And I was just like, I can't read anything now. I'm having a really hard time. But she came around. She ended up doing it. It was one of the best things for her career, of course. Paramount has dropped a featurette of Taron Egerton singing uh, the Elton John classic Tiny Dancer in the upcoming Rocket Man. Have, Have you heard it? No, not yet. I was going to listen to it at some point. Yeah. Uh, The film will tell the story of John's years as a shy piano uh, prodigy, uh, Reginald Dwight, up through his transformation into the international superstar that we know. Uh, uh, Edgerton stars, as does Jamie Bell as John's lyricist and writing partner, Benny Taupin. Michael Madden is Elton's first manager, John Reed, and Bryce Dallas Howard is Elton's mother, uh, Sheila Fairbrother. Who's playing Bernie Taupin? Uh, it is uh, Jamie Bell. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All and right. I, I don't know who Jamie Bell is. I'd have to look that person up. So uh, the full film will be released in late May. So it should be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. That's the kid from uh, Billy Elliot. Oh, Jamie really? Bell, yeah. And he's done uh, He's done a bunch since. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think of something that you would recognize him from, Preston, but I can't. In the second Fantastic Four movie, it says yeah. here he was th- the thing. So, but I really, yeah, I didn't really give that yeah. movie much time. All right, anyhow, um, let's get to the clips, if you will, please. 
We'll start with this. Run the Race is a faith-based film produced by Tim Tebow about two brothers who depend on each other after their mom dies. Uh, here, the former quarterback talks about what drew him to the project. When I read the script, first of all, I cried like probably four or five times. And uh, this will relate to the, the young boy that has a goal of being an athlete one day. This will relate to the families that are hoping that their kids will grow up with, with high character. It's not just a story about football. It's a story about family. What the f***? Uh, Run the Race premieres in theaters this Friday, by the way. Those movies do really well because they have virtually no budget, no overhead, and they usually get a nice box office return. Uh, and they've got a nice built-in audience. If you're a faith-based person, you're going to go see it, probably. Let's do the next clip. Fighting with my family is about a former wrestler and his family as they make a living performing around the country while his kids dream of joining the WWE. In this clip, Dwayne Johnson discusses why non-wrestling fans will love it, too. There are a few elements in it that are universal. Of course, love, family, support, perseverance. Also something I think that's very important that um, young men can lean into, but more importantly young women can lean into, is just this ideology that if you don't fit into a box, doesn't mean that you're not going to make it. Uh, Fighting with my family is in theaters now, by the way. All right, there you go. That's what I got in the Bizarre File. Not the Bizarre File. That's coming up later on. That's entertainment news. But I do have movie screening passes for that very movie that we have a screening of tonight. By the way, at the UA UA King of Prospects. It's at 7 o'clock, Fighting With My Family. If you would like to go, we'll take uh, let's take seven callers right now. We'll put you on our list, 215-263-WMMR, and then the movie opens on the 22nd. Although I just said that the movie's open now. I don't know it's open whenever you want it to be open. It's a new, that? new strategy. But you got to go see the screening uh, tonight if you get through on the phone lines. There you go. That's what I have for you. So we are going to have on the program today a woman named Kathy Kleiner. How about this? She survived being attacked by Ted Bundy when she was 21 years old. Yeah. And she was in a uh, uh, like a, uh, a, a sorority house, yeah. and he came in and started just systematically going through a couple of girls, ended up with her, yep. smashed her in the face with a uh, with a, a piece of wood. Yep. Horrible story, but she's a survivor, and she's, she's amazing. We're going to talk to her a little after 10 o'clock, and we have the cast of NBC show The Village who will be joining us as well. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment as we got a lot to get to today, so make sure you stay with us. We'll return in a second. Peek behind the radio curtain with the MMR Studio webcam. Available at PrecedentSteve.com or via the MMR mobile app. See occasional hotties, famous faces, and if you're lucky, monkeys riding border collies. Hey, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there is a brand new, Steve uh, made me aware of this, Preston and Steve weather app that is now on your Ooh. Amazon uh, Echo, your yeah. Amazon, the, the Alexa. Isn't yes. that amazing? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So this is the uh, the weather app that boasts an incredible 100% accuracy rate, now available on your favorite smart speaker. All you have to do is say, Alexa, what is today's weather? And it's that simple. It's, it's the just Preston, a, wow. Preston and Steve weather app. It works like a charm. On uh, the Amazon Alexa. So just say, Alexa, what is the weather? There so, you go. So That's the part. way the, the app works, it, it knows the implication is you're asking for it to get that information through the Preston and Steve app. Right. You don't even have to say that part. No, you don't. And so, it, yeah, remember, it's Alexa, what is the weather? It knows, okay, access Preston and Steve app, and then right. it gives you the weather. Really? Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Or does it? We've oh. been working for this uh, on this already... for a year, oh, a year I... and a half. Okay, isn't that just Alexa's weather? Or... 
If you were to believe You know, yeah, and they're little people in the radio, Kathy. Okay. <laughs> it's right. a lot like the, press, yeah, the yeah, standard yeah. Preston Steve weather app. Yeah. yeah. So you look also, outside and you say, oh, okay, it's not snowing yet. Well, if you, grab, weather. if you grab your phone, go to the window, open up the um, the camera app on your phone and put it out the window, and that'll show you what the weather's like oh. outside. Is that working? Because that's, that's 2.0. I didn't know if that was... <laughs> totally working. Okay. Now. But right now, yep. the premiere of the... Ale- the uh, Preston Steve weather app on your Amazon Alexa. So, actually, we're going to get the, the legitimate updates on uh, weather in just a little bit. Yep, she'll probably just, uh, use our app. Yeah, we're going to talk to Sue Serio in just a second. Okay. And she's going to give us a lowdown. And, of course, day. we're going live on Fox Good Day in a little bit, uh, too. So, we'll talk to Sue in a little while. But with the cold snaps that have been coming through, and it's very, you know, it's funny because we've been, it's, this entire season has been this way. Really, really cold or snowy for a day or yeah. two, and then it whips back around, and we go the opposite direction, and it's 60 freaking degrees. I'm so down with that. I'm okay with uh, it. Because the last time I was really thinking, do I really need to shovel? And, and, and like, Mother Nature took care of you a lot of it. Right, I yeah. still, I shoveled. I still oh, have to. But uh, it's, uh, and that's basically going to be the case today. Snow into sleet into rain into 55 degrees tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you should be okay not shoveling. But you know what? Um, we were talking last night about this, that these kids have had all these snow days, but they've not had a chance to go outside and actually and play. play in the snow. Yeah. Well, you so, can go out and play in the uh, in the in the slush. Yeah. But I mean, like you know, what I'm saying there was there was hasn't even they've had so many snow days, and there hasn't been any snow where they could go sledding or do anything. We need to have like a mud party or something yeah. like that. Mud where, day. You know, the well, kids. and then when it keeps warming up to these 50 degrees, and you go to the park, it is. It's like a mud, a big mud mess. Yeah, it's uh, it's a BMM. Been- it's been bizarre. This whole <laughs> season has been that way. So, well, you know, there, that's okay though because last last year we got our our butts kicked yep. at the yep. end of the run, and yep. uh, I'm totally down with this. So we're gonna get more of it, and uh, so let's get the official updates on exactly what we can expect during this uh, <laughs> this story that's coming. We're playing Sue Studio. Sue Studio. It's Sue Serio. Sue Serio for Black Hey Sue. <laughs> Oh, you're playing my song. We're playing your right. song, exactly. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, all right, latest, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, on the, the approaching storm, please. Right, and you know what? It's it's the time where we keep telling you that it's coming. You look out the window, you don't see anything happening, so you don't necessarily believe it. But remember back in November when nobody believed us, everybody went to school. Yes. And they went to work, and then it happened, and then it was a mess uh, trying to get home. I think that it's a similar scenario today. Uh, as far as Philadelphia, probably in about two hours-ish, we'll start to see our first snowflakes. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. Um, but the, the story's coming in from the southwest, so it's coming in basically from the Washington, D.C. area up through Baltimore. It's already snowing in Pittsburgh, so we're getting it from the south and the west. So those places will see the snowflakes first. And then once it starts, it starts piling up. Uh, middle of the day, Snow, 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 until we get to the evening rush, the evening commute. And that's when it starts to change over to rain with warmer air moving in. Mm -hmm. And that's the trickiest time because that's we could get a period of sleet and freezing rain in between the snow and the rain. And at the time, it couldn't be worse because it is uh, in time for the evening commute. And so that's what makes it problematic is where it's falling. If people people out on the roads, the more people out on the roads, the less they're able to do. Now, now Kathy had mentioned earlier, Sue, and perhaps you could verify this, that the... Mm -hmm. The edict has been to uh, really not plow, let the snow fall, because if they start to plow, they're almost setting it up for sheets of ice later on. Have you heard that? 
Uh, yeah, you can. Or is Kathy a liar? No. Uh, no. <laughs> she is smart. That's what she is. She's smart. Thanks, Sue. There you go. Glad you backed me up. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, think about it. You can get traction on snow. Yeah. Ice, forget about it. I don't care what kind of vehicle you have, four-wheel drive, one-wheel mm-hmm. drive. It is not going to help on ice. And uh, that's the hardest part to forecast is how long that icy period is going to last uh, before we get the changeover to rain. But we think we'll get to about two to four inches of snow before we get the ice. Sue, so I'm supposed to go to an event at the Met tonight. Uh, there's a, a show with um, uh, Eugene Levy and, and a few other people, and I was really... Would you looking- like to go? <laughs> <laughs> I was really looking forward to it, uh, but it starts around 8, 8.30, something like that. Do you think that the, that'll happen, and, and getting in and out of the city, what will that be like? Well, the models I'm looking at now, actually, you might have already had the changeover to rain by 8 o'clock. Um, I'm thinking sometime between 5 and 7 is when the, the changing over happens, so it should be... I'm hoping it's just rain by eight o'clock. So, so well, at least you're given. So, the best thing probably to do would be to take the advice that everyone's giving, which is to, if you can avoid it, stay off the road. Stay if you can work from. It's yeah, probably best, right? It's just a one day event. It's one day of your life. By this time tomorrow morning, it will all be over. It'll be what is it? A hundred tomorrow, right? A hundred and ten. <laughs> no, so it's going to be fifty-five. Do we hear? Is that correct? Right. Wow. All right. And that's only for a day because the next day, Friday, it's going to be 45. And then frogs and uh, the river turns red with blood on <laughs> locust Saturday. Yeah, locust on Sunday. Yeah. And then look for a guy with a staff. So. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, cool. Uh, hey, listen, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm glad it's coming and going quickly. So am I. Yeah. So that's we right. Yeah. yeah. So just, just really be careful. And, and uh, it's, it's, again, it's just a one day special, but it is really going to be a mess while it's here. All right. So All advice right. to stay at home if you can. Yes. All right. Good right. advice. Thank you, Sue. Appreciate Thank it you. so much. It's great to talk to you. All right. You too. Sue Serio. She's guys. awesome. She is. And uh, we'll be talking to. Uh, Mike and Alex in just a little while. Do you know what? The storm is kind of like a relationship, if you think about it. It's snowy and fluffy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then there's that sort of stage in the middle where it's it's sort of it's not what it used to be. It, right. it has consistencies of not good, and, and but it's still you, there's still enough of the snow to make you remember what it was like. Mm-hmm. And then it's the tears of rain. And it happens. Yeah. yeah. It's the circle of life yeah. or a circle of relationships. <laughs> and I then guess. years and years down the road, it's just black and salty. Yeah. And, and your soul's been robbed from you and you're, yep. you're sitting eating sponge cake in a retirement home. Uh, but one, one of the good things actually that will come from uh, some of these cold snaps that we've been getting, Steve sent over this researcher say that the polar vortex could kill off a large number of invasive insect species, including stink bugs. Yes! Wait, what about... Is lantern flies? Is that what the problem was, Preston? What are the was? Yeah, but those, what's the story with the? Oh, they're they're it, good in the cold, aren't they? It hasn't really mentioned uh, those in this particular study. Now, this was out of Pittsburgh. They might not be having the 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 lantern fly thing over there. I'm not really sure. Uh, so anyhow, but the stink bugs that haven't fa- it says it may kill off as many as 95 percent of stink bugs that haven't found warm shelter. That during would be awesome. The winter. Months. Listen, I'm not for the in general for the eradication of entire species of creatures, but I'm down with this. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> and the stink to- bugs are annoying. We talked about the you know the temperatures going up and down a lot lately. And Steve, one day a week or two ago, it got pretty warm during the day, and uh, I'm not kidding. Two or three stink bugs showed up uh, as soon as it got warm again. I was like, Nick, can uh, we come in? <laughs> but it, it, as soon as it got warm, they were there. Yeah, and that seems to be what they're, they're – so, again, with the – we've had people explain the, the stink bug journey to us. Are the stink bugs in the house looking to get out? Or no. Are, 
are they looking to get in for the warmth? They want to get in for the warmth. Okay. The cold is their, is their kryptonite. Do they prefer apartments or condos? I haven't looked into okay. whether they're into subleasing, subleasing. or ranch or owning. I'm Tutors, not really sure. What are they into? Uh, but no, you can you will catch them. You'll find them anywhere that's uh, that they can get some shelter during the the colder. Uh, the colder months. And, and crushing them re- releases a pheromone that draws more, does it not? I'm I'm not sure. I know it stinks. Yeah. Uh, that's supposedly, I mean, that's where they got their name, but maybe <laughs> yeah. it does. I'm not really sure. But I, you know what? It's funny now because now I just, uh, I just grab them. I, I used to go like get some, you know, tissue paper or something <laughs> like that. And Here, little buddy. Yeah. yeah. Little toilet, you're little you're free. Paper. Now I just grab it and go. I, I still throw them outside. Yeah. I don't, I don't kill them. And, and, uh, but. You, you uh, try to convince them that there's a better way. Maybe, you know. I kill them. Okay. Do you? You can flush them down the toilet, but yeah. I mean that—that—that that, apparently is a good. I like to release them back into nature so they can play with the other stink bugs. I do. I do usually say something. There you go, bud. Yeah. Remember this. Yeah. I better not see you back here. Please. Yeah. Um, one strike. It doesn't mean that all uh, annoying insects were killed off in big numbers during the uh, frigid temperatures. Uh, researchers say cockroaches and bed bugs will not be affected. Yay. Uh, even if the adults freeze, they have already laid eggs, which will hatch when the warmer weather gets here. Aren't cockroaches legendary for their resilience? They they always mm-hmm. say that they, they the most likely when they, they there was a list I forget who put it out of the most likely to survive a, a nuclear winter, which is crazy because would be the, like the cockroaches. But their their life expectancy isn't all that long, right? Like how long does one cockroach would die in an exercise? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I yeah. want to say, case I thought I read somewhere that they last about a year. Okay. Uh, but I'm not 100%. That's uh, cockroach Nick, years. Nick will look that up for you. Uh, by the way, the National Pest Management Association. Wouldn't you love to work there? I did not yes, know I that. Guess. <laughs> yes, that may I help you. <laughs> yeah, but then you were sting bugs. You called the right place. The National Pest Management Association says that the emerald ash borer and southern pine beetles also likely didn't survive the polar plunge. It was it was sort of an eye opener last time we were talking about the polar vortex to realize that because we were we just naturally assumed that in nature, you know, your deer and your antelope are out there and they just they get by. But apparently, mm-hmm. they will freeze to death. They're yeah. animals that were born and raised in nature. Cannot... Well, that's why they have like seasons, right? You have your rutting season, and and so your freezing season, your freezing season. But uh, you no, know, generally, like if you're you know a healthy adult, you're going to be fine throughout the the winter months. Yeah. Um. But if you have, and I had learned that, and I don't know exactly when the time is, but you know, if a deer still has its spots, a little baby doe has its spots. At a certain point in the like late summer, early fall, or whatever, then there's chances it's, it's not going to make it through the winter. Oof. By the way, this had mentioned uh, polar plunge. Kathy, did you do the polar plunge over the weekend? No, no I, I mean I I've gone in once before, but yeah, no. Okay, I thought you were heading there for some reason. <laughs> no, yeah, we we were there, but I didn't do. I didn't oh, go but you in. went to it. Though. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, how was it? Um, it was good. I mean, it was it was kind of nice out. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I mean, I, I need to get down there one year, but. Uh, that it's just packed, and that there's one part of the beach where you have to pay to polar plunge, and then there's a whole well, bunch that, of the other beach where you well, just you, do you're it. donating to charity when sure, you do right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, hey, I skipped out on the charity. <laughs> well, hey, people do that Suck all ass. the time. Yeah. They, like for five k's and stuff like that, people do that all the time. Well, right. yeah, that's they call like them the, bandits or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you go, like if you sign up, they have like a whole party, uh, you know, surrounding it. It starts before, and then you do the plunge, and then afterwards. So. It comes with like a whole package. What I, I did it where where you did it. I I did the full plunge and and went in. Uh, I was out in a Chamonix. Chamonix, right? yeah. yeah. 
and uh, it was wonderful. It was a great event. It was 19 degrees. It w- they had to. W- we were there the same year, Steve. No, no, you oh. were there. You were there the year they had to carve it out of the ice. They had to. They sent. Yeah, they sent like a right. boat mm-hmm. out to cut the ice so that they could actually do the plunge. Right. So and, and while we're there, and I'm ready to go in fully. The, the guy keeps going. Do not go in below your heart. Do not go. Do not let the water get above your heart. <laughs> do not let the water get. Okay. 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 Damn. It was. I'm like, oh man, look, I'm gonna dive in and do the whole thing. Do not let it get over your heart. Steve, when you were there, did they have the uh, the divers and the first responders out a little bit further in the river? Yes. I went out and yes. high five. They said yeah. so. The, the you know, I'm all mad. No, I went <laughs> yeah. out. and I, I high fived. Uh, it's really when you. I don't know if it's because you're you're dying so much and so quickly that you don't feel anything, but it wasn't that bad. It was actually when I got out, it felt worse. Yeah. Yeah, and but that's a good idea. They always do that. They put them in the water, and for good reason. Yeah, they're needed. Um, I won't do those. Yeah, I'm no. not. I'm not going to do them. You will I, do. You will do the lukewarm plunge, which I think my, is a better one. I, I the the idea of doing, it, and I understand it's hey, it's crazy. We're going in the water. It's, it's really, stupid really cold. and unnecessary. No, but it's me. Per, I yep. get in and my breath is gone. Like I can't breathe. Yep. I'm, I'm sitting there trying desperately to take a deep breath, and I can't do it. Ever since I've known you, you've been the kind of guy who breathes. I and, do. And you, and you, and you need do. to do it. And it's something I like. <laughs> uh, Even when I'm just sitting by myself, I'll breathe. Yeah, but anyhow, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'll pass on those. But I know that that, was, uh, that, that took place in, uh, in New Jersey over the weekend. Uh, Kevin Hart has a new series on YouTube, and it's uh, um, S's, or no, Freezing My Balls Off, I think is what it's called. Anyway, oh, really? He gets in an ice bath, and um, it's a, a tub filled with ice water, you know, and, and they dump ice in progressively as the guest goes along. And the, the <laughs> most recent one that I watched was with... Ben Simmons, and it was a pretty interesting interview. Uh, but even like just watching that, I'm, I got cold. I don't yeah. know how they do that. Athletes I don't do either. that all the time. After a game, they do that giant ice, and they just sit there. Yeah. I don't. How long do they sit there? I for? think you can build up a, a tolerance for it, right? I mean, it, it's, I it's the. Sh- I mean, maybe you start with just a few cubes. I don't. Well, either, when but- you do the cryo freeze, how long do you do that for? Three minutes. Oh my god! This- you did it. You both did it. Oh so- my. god. God. But you love breathing. Why did you do that, Preston? I wanted to try it. Okay. Kathy asked me to come do it, and I did it. And uh, it was actually, it's not bad. Did uh, you see Kathy in her underwear? For three minutes. No, no I didn't, we didn't see Kathy in her underwear. At the same time. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, listen, I have a, a friend of mine who is um, who has been training, or at least maybe it was like last year or so, uh, but he is training to kind of do a uh, mind over matter type of thing. Really? And when it gets crazy cold and snowing, he will go out and, and run several miles with no shirt on. Oh. It's crazy. Oh, so It's insane. But he's he's just trying to... He, there, there's a guy who has perfected this technique. He, he'll go run up in the, you know, like in the Alps and stuff like that with shorts and no shirt on. More on Pete. And can, no, but he's he's found a way to keep his body temperature in check while out in in extreme cold temperatures. I have no doubt. There was actually, a, there was a... Um, a By the a, way, it's Steve Plyler, the guy from... Uh, I thought so, train yeah. Krav Maga with, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I completely, I can definitely see that. Yep. Uh, there was a Discovery series about a guy who was basically... Training his body for those sort of extremes. Yeah. To what end? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, you know, because he apparently is a guy who does not like to breathe. Yep. And and uh, but uh, you you can acclimate you can acclimate your body to it. But you know, yeah. Like when I go out and hike, I will go out and hike in in very very cold weather. Like you know, so for the first. 20 minutes, it's not good. But yep. then once you start doing it and you're going up the trail and going, you know, and you're moving, you you acclimate. Yep. I mean, I'm not I'm not with my shirt off, 
I would not do that. But but it's it's amazing what you can get up to in water. It's a wholly other experience. You know, you've done the scuba diving. My wife is uh, you know does it all the time as well. Uh, water that you would normally well, sixty eight degrees is comfortable. Uh, not no, water. Uh, uh, it's freezing cold. Yeah, yeah most yeah. definitely. One of the coldest I think I've ever experienced. Or maybe not coldest. Most brutal. Uh, winter storms was last year at the Cardboard Classic at the <gasps> top of the sledding hill. It was crazy. It was awful. It was like pieces of glass hitting you in the face. It was it was nature spitting glass shards in your face and laughing at us yeah. for being so stupid yeah. to follow through with the Cardboard Classic. I'll never forget that. I think... Anyone who had acne lost it that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. on the, <laughs> it just got dermabrasion right off. <laughs> I mean, that that was literally, that was painful. Yeah. No. So you see these people who go out. You, the, who is the 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 um, the the the, uh, the uh, Antarctic expedition? The famous Shackelford. Yeah. Those guys. You ever read that that story about them out there? Mm-mm. Forget it. Yeah. I would I would go up and punch a polar bear in the face. And just let it kill me. You know, it's too much. You ever been in uh, full-on whiteout conditions? Yes. It's crazy. Yes. And I... Uh, coming back from the Cardboard Classic. Oh, I believe it. I was literally driving using my GPS. I was driving across a a, a farm. You know, there was a road down the middle of a, of a farm field, a super huge farm. And I was just following the arrow on the GPS, hoping I was staying on the road. When, Thankfully, I did. It was at the, the blizzard of 96. We were driving home from a party, which was stupid because we were in like a 1989 Ford Escort driving on 422. We had no idea if we were in the road or yeah. on the side or, uh-huh. or anything like that. It was ridiculous. By far the best story. And I, I think I've mentioned this on the air before. I'd gone to do a comedy show up at the northern Mo- Pottstown, New York, which is on the Canadian border. Driving back at night through the Adirondacks, a snowstorm hits, a big one. And I'm driving, and my, you know, your headlights do virtually nothing at then, that point. They can make it worse. Yeah, they can make it worse. So I'm all I am able to see is the crease in the snow of a truck that I knew was driving ahead of me. Yeah. And I followed that line. Yeah. Had that truck had driven off a cliff, yeah. I would have followed it right off. That was the only I couldn't stop because if I'm stopped and someone else comes up behind me, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a goner. So uh, that was the worst worst situation. But the uh, coming back from <laughs> the cardboard well, classic well, was in that ballpark. I mean, I got stuck in the um, there was a, a detour and we had to get on like eighty or or whatever it was, and I was driving. I think. At a at a safe pace, right? And that was probably about 15 miles per hour. Well, that's respect. Yeah, that's fine. And people were blown by me, and I just don't know why people do that. I just saw footage over the weekend of... There was a sailor. <laughs> no, but no, but um, there was a horrible pileup on... I don't know which highway it was. That, did you see that footage, Preston? Mm-mm. It was incredible. So, the, 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 But right, I just don't know why people car even after driving Car after car yes. comes... And there's... Somebody was in one of the vehicles, and they're, they're, they have their cell phone out, and there's basically this valley of trucks on one side and cars on, the, on their side, and the vehicles are hitting the patch of ice before they can stop. Here we go. Yeah, we're watching the the video right now, and they are flying and slamming into each other. Wow, man. That's nuts. 
Whoa. Like after another, after another, yeah, after another. Case, like... I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't get. I mean, number one is visibility. They probably couldn't see very well because the snow was coming down. But you're right; they were going too fast. Now people complain, and we get the calls on the uh, on the love you hate you line all the time of people driving too slow in the weather. Yes. Listen, man, uh, you know, there are times when you don't need to push it to where it's just about to get out of control and then you stay right below that level. That's mm-hmm. stupid. It's not a good idea. To that point, though, when you're going to drive slow, do not do the lemming thing and punch bunch in. Separation oh, is key. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. They figure yep. suddenly you're, you're, you're a pack of hunting hyenas. Yep. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's the recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> No, you just gotta you gotta give yeah. I'm right now. I'm in the process of teaching my my sons to drive, and so when it snows, I'm like, let's go drive. Yeah, uh, let's let's have you get a feel for this, and I'll purposely say slam on the brakes here. I want you to feel what it feels like when you're sliding, or if we're making a turn, I'm like, you know, give it a bunch of gas. I want, now, the, rear, I want the rear end to kick out. I want you to feel what it to get an idea what it feels like. Put on your blindfold. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna take this to the next level. <laughs> Um, <laughs> did you learn that way? Did your dad take you out in inclement weather to like a parking lot or whatever and, and have you drive just no. to get your confidence up? Mm-mm. Just kind of figure it out. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. not, I'm not a fan of that. No, 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 it'd be a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that seems very risky. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you go out and drive and tell me how it went? But I also will uh, at some point when it, when the, when it's right, is it, let's go do some donuts. That's fine. Ooh. Yeah. Let's we. Oh, yes. Yeah. What we get to do. That's what I get to do. I don't think you're going to get much donut potential today because it's apparent. It's apparently going to be coming down like a an inch an hour. An inch. It's going to be. Is that a lot? I don't know. It's coming down fairly, okay. fairly. It's um, a decent amount. Very he- heavy, but for just for a couple hours. Well, so, yeah, but, but the thing is that you, you say, "Well, you're getting your your kids off from school." Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. They, all they, the schools are off, right? Last night, like yeah. around um, yeah. before we even did our conference call, they uh, they made the call again. How spectacular is oh. it that you go into the evening oh. knowing that you had the next day off? You never again, and not to bemoan this fact over and over again, but you need to understand, children of Earth, <laughs> that when we were kids, you never got that benefit. You'd have to wake up and go through all the entire process of getting ready for school. That dour sadness that it consumes your body, and then find out you didn't have to. But do as that. a parent, it's great too when you find out ahead of time. You, you can you make it plan. Start drinking. Yeah. You know, it's getting start drinking. <laughs> yes. uh, don't have to get them up in the morning, <laughs> and uh, don't have to worry about it. No, but it's it's definitely good to find out. Um, speaking of the cardboard classic, as we were a moment ago, I do want to mention a couple. We've we've got the the team names and sleds. I wanted to point out a few because it's a week from Friday. A Unbelievable. Week from Friday, a week from tomorrow, we're leaving to go up the night before to get ready for the broadcast. And uh, I, I have a list of some of the things that we can expect this year. And I mentioned some of them last week. Uh, but so to give you an example, the the group Go Big or Go Home, they're, yes. they're one of the perennials. Amazing. And they do some of the really, really large uh, sleds. They're bringing a roller coaster this year. Uh, you can only imagine what that might be like. I love this. The Legend of Zelda Windwalker by Gled's Sleds. I don't know if we've ever had a Legend of Zelda-themed sled before. You and I are huge Zelda fans. Yeah. Uh, Cats on Roombas is another one. <laughs> Home run. Funny. I, I saw a Gary Lauer picture pop up on one of them. Did you see that? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, let me let me double back for just a moment about uh, Legend of Zelda. Steve, I don't know if you saw the story over the weekend or not, but apparently someone found has cracked the code in the original 
Legend of Zelda game. The original the original game. Yeah, the original game yeah. on Nintendo and found a whole a completely uh separate world. Really? Uh yeah, but it was used in beta testing uh to try out the uh the the lands and the and the characters and so wow. forth. Wow. And th- now it's all glitchy and it's yeah, nothing yeah. that you can really play, but it is an entire other story. Zelda world. On Nintendo, is, uh, Nintendo? Yeah, the original Nintendo. Nintendo Entertainment System, yes. Okay. Why? Well, uh, because I don't have one of those. Okay. Anymore. This is great news because I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was interesting for people who are fans of uh, That Zelda. is very cool. Uh, there's also, let me see, other sleds that are going to be uh, PJ Willihans, who we have here this morning, is doing a Woods- Woodstock tribute. Ah, uh, nice. Should be pretty cool. And we have uh, the ladies of uh, PJ Willihans on our hottie cam right now, Tracy and Kristen and Alex. Are, they, um, are you guys going to be out there for the Cardboard Classic? They will know. be. Nice. Uh, Tiki E's Tiki Bar. We'll finally get to see that. They didn't use it oh, last year. That's right. They I put it in storage. I, I actually saw it. Yeah. It, it. It's at Sequoia Outback in a storage a garage, and it's just sitting there. And it's there. There, there were many. Um, they had it out at our appearance while we were there. Remember? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's huge. Uh, the Meat Mobile. Can't wait to see what that is. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the Millennium Falcon for one. Uh, we have uh, the commuters, except a train car, uh, the rock and roll pizza bus, uh, Pac-Man fever. There's a whole bunch of them. Noah's Ark. I don't think we've ever had a Noah's Ark before. But that's brilliant. That's perfect. Things, things that are boat-like yeah. tend to do very well if they're designed with the the um, the slope in mind. Yes. And keep that in mind that uh, these are all going to be there. You can be there. Uh, details at WMMR.com, and it is a week from Friday. We talked to our friends up there at Jack Frost, and they're saying everything that they're seeing seems to indicate we're going to have a really solid Friday for it. Hope so. So it's coming up. All right, but listen, we need to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment because we're going to go live on Fox Good Day, so we'll do that thing when we return, as well as some bizarre file stories. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum is Friday, March 1st at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. It's the best lift ticket deal all year and a spectacle on snow. MMR ups our game in the prize department, including a $2,000 cash prize for overall best design, $1,000 for the coolest Captain Morgan theme. Sprint has a quick $500 for the fastest sled and a booby prize for the new category. Preston and Steve's favorite Fail. Mandatory sled registration through February 24th. Available at WMMR.com. MMR VIPs, still time to save money on lift tickets. The pre-sale price is now just 20 bucks, but only available until noon on February 27th or while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019 at Jack Frost Mountain. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Secret text word today. Chance to go to the sold-out Seth Meyers show Friday at the Keswick Theater. Text word Sacred to 39333. We'll see if you can win a little bit later. Two ways to win, by the way. So why not go ahead and take a stab at it? And uh, we'll grab a random texter as well as somebody who calls in with the word. We should be hearing music any moment when we do. That means we're going live on Fox Good Day. And there it is. Good song. Hey, Preston and Steve, I understand you were talking to Sue Serio just a little bit. Yes. Now you get to talk to us. Woo-woo. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, let me set this <laughs> up, guys, and get Kathy Romano's camera ready to mm. go. There's a guy that pitches for Cleveland. His name is Trevor Bauer, and he's single. Thing is, he's put out a little list of rules. What's that song, New Rules? Anyway, as rules if you want to date him, and we'll go through them one at a time <laughs> with you guys. If uh, Sure. One is... 
don't have any feelings. He is not interested in a relationship. <laughs> if he starts thinking that you have feelings for him, he's out. Wow. Preston. Uh, well, that's certainly laying it on the line, and uh, I've been looking for a guy just like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, just hey, sex. I, I've I read I read about him and and his so his so called rules. You have to appreciate his unbashed honesty. Well, yeah, and laying it what out there. And if you get involved with this dude, then you know what you're getting into. That's it. If if, if you're laying it out, if you're putting up the the d bag alert, as they say, and this is what you are. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you, you, no one can get involved in that relationship not saying they didn't know the rules going in. So, uh, yeah, but, but go the ahead. problem with that is guys say this, oh, I told you up front, but then they do all these relationship-type things, buying her flowers, doing this, whatever, mm-hmm. and then they're like, hey, I told you when she starts to fall, mm-hmm. I told you I wasn't into it. I feel like if you're going to do this and don't do anything, don't ask me to come over and hang out, like, don't cook dinner. Like, we should only <laughs> no do certain things. No blurred lines at all. I think, right. I Here's think the I, next one. Go ahead. Uh, no social media posts. I'm famous here in Cleveland. Uh, uh, don't put me on social media. All right. Oh, if we could all say we're famous here in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) That's my boast. I'm famous here in Cleveland. Uh, You know what? I I think maybe some uh, celebs may do that, sports stars. It's probably just a look. You know, before you go do anything, talk to me about it first because this is my job. And what about if she hops on? She's on LinkedIn all the time saying things (laughs) about you. Yeah. I don't don't know. All right, Kathy, let's weigh in on this one. Here's the last one. Okay. Uh, Trevor is allowed to sleep around with anybody he wants. <laughs> of if you don't he like is. it, young lady, you're out. Yeah. Well, we talked about this earlier this morning. Any professional athlete, if you're going to date them, really, you kind you of know. have to expect that. And it's inevitable. Feelings are going to get involved. But really, if you're going to date an athlete, they shouldn't. You should try not to anyway. I have one last question all for right. all of you. What's with all the brown clothing? Did I miss something? Are we wearing brown clothes? Kathy's wearing gray. Nick's wearing gray. I'm, I'm wearing brown. I'm wearing green. I oh, think on our camera. It looks brown. Yeah, you know gray. what? Our lighting kind of brown. Our lighting here stinks. So maybe it looks like we're all well, wearing brown. M- well, TV lighting people, we're so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it just fits our mood for this morning with oh, the weather and all it's, that. Well, they have shirts I was... for radio. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, not everyone can wear a leotard, right, guys? Yeah, uh, we've, we've seen that. Oh, seen yeah. that. I apologize for that, and I'll see you next week. All right, we'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. Or a wrinkled suit. Yeah. His suits are always wrinkled. Are they? I really wanted to get that. Burn! I have (laughs) never noticed before. Well, that's what happens when you sleep on them. All right. Um, We are going to... I'm going to play a little bit of traffic music, and then we're going to get to the Bizarre Fight. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fight. All right, I have some stories to share with you, friends. Oh, boy, do I have stories. We're going to start with this one. Everybody's got a price, and as it turns out, so does everything. A taxidermied sperm whale penis from the late 19th century is going to set you back about $6,000, according to the precedent set by the second annual Out of the Ordinary auction that took place in the United Kingdom. Yes, hi, my name is Mavis, and I'm interested in that sperm whale penis. Uh, Mark Wilkinson, a specialist at Thwarters. Thwarters? Yes, said that he is very excited, or was very excited when this item... For uh, all your taxidermied penis needs. ...was consigned to the auction house by a private collector who had it for about 20 years. He said it's basically the height of myself. Wow. At uh, 167 centimeters, it's nearly five and a half feet long and nearly one foot wide as it at its thickest part. 
Uh, luckily, it's not so heavy at 18 pounds, allowing <laughs> Wilkinson to pose comfortably with a once-in-a-lifetime photo op. Uh, he said, you can see that I'm not struggling with the weight. And that's probably because the phallus is stuffed with hair. Is uh, that how it is in nature? So it's a big, hairy whale penis. <laughs> uh, but it's probably st- stuffed with a oh, horse man, hair. I'm ready to go. My penis is full of hair. And uh, not something heftier. The vendor informed him that in the days of yore, sailors were said to store tobacco in whale penises like this one. Yeah, of course. To keep the tobacco moist and fresh over the duration of a long journey. It's a dork, right? It was yeah. a dork. That's yeah. the, so, the, the word dork means whale penis. Would they use the whale penis to smoke said tobacco? Would they walk around with whale penises in their mouths? No, they wouldn't. Okay. Uh, pricing the penis was a challenge, says Wilkinson, as there was simply nothing to go on, no previously auctioned analogs. And uh, Sorters uh, ultimately set the estimate around the donor's suggestion between 4500 and 5800 And the penis actually sold yesterday for just over $5,900. I think I'd get one to keep my tea bags in. You may want to do that. When the ladies come over. A Virginia woman was charged with concealing a dead body after hiding her mother's corpse in their home for 44 days. Oh, my God. Joe Whitney Outland hid the corpse of Rosemary Outland, her 78-year-old mother, under 54 blankets in their southwest Virginia home. Well, she tended to get chilly. I'm curious as to why she had 54 blankets around the house. Oh, yeah, to hide the dead body. (laughs) The 55th one got torn up in the washing machine. A letter written by Joe Whitney Outland that was found in the home indicated her mother had died on December 29th and that she covered the body with blankets after failing to revive her with CPR. Outland was then, and she then padlocked a door and refused to let relatives into the home, masking the scent of the decomposing body with 66 air fresheners as she slept next to the body. Kathy, what would you prefer, the decomposing body or the air freshener? Oh, my goodness. That's like a toss-up. I don't yeah. know. The body was found after Rosemary Outland's nephew climbed through a window. Authorities said that there is no indication of foul He's play dead. in her death. The body had signs of decomposition, mummification, and decay. Uh, the reason that she did not call anyone when her mother died was that she feared being arrested. Uh, but she has now been charged with concealment of a body. So I mean, honestly... No. no. I, it still surprised me how many stories you get like this where people don't know yeah. when someone dies what you do. Yeah. A couple were left embarrassed after their dog ripped open a neighbor's Amazon delivery, which had been left with them and discovered a six-inch sex toy inside of it. <laughs> six inches? Yeah, Lee. Who gets yeah. a six-inch dildo? Are you going to aim a little higher than that? Yeah, I want my... Do you have a micro-penis collection? Uh, Lee... I Ed- want to feel unsatisfied. Lee Edwards and uh, Jenna Crozier found their Labrador puppy, Bonnie, playing with a bright pink dildo. Uh, the pair had taken the parcel and another uh, in for another resident in their on their street and thought that it was uh, safely tucked behind the door. In the uh, other box, Preston was an enormous uh, vagina, rubber vagina. But they uh, they discovered that uh, Bonnie had shredded the packaging to pieces and was playing with the dildo like it was a dog toy. <laughs> well, it sort of is really. A mortified Jenna put the offending item in a bag and it was collected by their rather embarrassed neighbor later that day. She said the postman had delivered it here and I'd hidden it behind the door and thought nothing of it. And when I saw what it was, I thought it was so funny. All the parcels she could have gotten hold of, it had to be the most secret thing that you could have. That money could have been better spent on a whale penis. They said they haven't seen the neighbors since. 
the urine appeared the night after Christmas, and it covered the women's restroom at the westbound rest area on Interstate 80 near York hmm. on the walls in the sinks, soaking all the toilet paper rolls. Wow. And it happened again the next night. And the next, and the next, someone was coming into the rest area women's restrooms and peeing on multiple items. This boy. According to a sheriff's lieutenant wrote in his investigative report, it got so bad they decided to close down the westbound rest area while an attendant was not there. The lieutenant met with the manager and contractor uh, hired to maintain the rest areas, and they told him that closing the rest area hadn't worked because there was another rest area across the highway and down the road. Once they closed that facility, the subject moved to the eastbound rest area and continued he, to he, pee on everything. Just peeing on everything. The urine dirtied uh, that women's restroom again uh, and again about ten times in a month. Wow. Uh, the Department of Transportation finally installed a hidden camera at the entrance, and it worked. On January 19th, the camera caught a male wearing a hat, hood, and headlamp. Entering the women's room. <laughs> He's a minor. What the hell? <laughs> at 10.46 p.m. He didn't leave the hey, building. Hey, uh, Skippy, nice headlamp there. So he got there at 10.46. He didn't leave the building till like 11.30. Wow, that's a lot of pissing. So he's 45 minutes in there. The next night, the camera caught the mail returning a little after 6 p.m. this time with a woman. And they were inside for more than an hour. And then he buy a gallon of iced tea on the way out. Listen, this has got some, this, there's more to this. A deputy right. watched the video and thought that he recognized the man, a 37-year-old. <laughs> Uh, that same night, the women's restroom, including 14 rolls of toilet paper, were soaked again. The lieutenant watched the latest video. He God. saw another officer spend a couple of minutes checking the rest area about 10.30 p.m. Then, just a few minutes later, he saw the male come in and spend nearly an hour inside. The sergeant checked the plates of the cars in the rest area parking lot. One was registered to a 29-year-old woman investigators believe had been caught on video. The same car had been driven by the 37-year-old man when he was stopped for driving under suspension in December. They believed the woman would wait in the parking lot to watch for cars, and this would give the male subject ample warning to hide himself in the case of a female entering the bathroom. And this would also explain how the subjects went undetected with multiple people coming in and out of the restroom in the video. They estimate the damage at about $2,500. Officers searched the couple's home. They found clothing that matched the suspects, uh, what the suspects wore in the videos. They arrested Timothy Welch and Victoria Gilbert, who were both charged with criminal mischief. They have no idea as to why they were doing this. So this is a team thing. Yes. They were working in concert to do this. About 10 times a month. Meticulous planning, yes. time-consuming, and they have yet to determine a reason. Yeah, and they were just peeing all over the place. But, I mean, so, all right, get the... Uh... Get everything ready. You got your headlamp? Yeah, yeah I got my Batteries headlamp. I got my edge. pick. I got my minor bird. I mean, it's weird enough that one person would do it, but for them to actually find somebody. Are you, are you, are you going to help me with this or not? I'm, I am. Right, exactly. Your heart's not in this. Yeah. So there you go. At least they were a team. I will yes. be your piss buddy, but I'm, I'm just, it's very demanding. They had something to do together. <laughs> so right. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, let's take a break. Don't forget, we're going to have, uh, joining us here in the studio, the cast of NBC's The Village. And also, we're going to talk to a survivor of an attack by Ted Bundy. Her name is Kathy Kleiner. She will be on the program as well this morning. I want to give away the last of our movie passes for the screening that we have tonight. Fighting with my family. Yeah. We have it at the UA King of Prussia at 730. You need to be, need to be there by 7 o'clock. 
I know the weather's going to be bad, but if you're into uh, seeing maybe you live right in that area and want to go kill a couple hours and see a cool movie, let's get you on board right now. i got nine of them left. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's put you on that list, and we will be right back. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. By the way, we have snowflakes in western Chester County. Yeah! Oh, my God! No, some people texting and letting us know where it's starting to snow. So it's it's making its way into the air. It's coming I, up from the uh, the south and west. Do we miss the the whole excitement by not being outside to greet it as it officially comes in the snowstorm? We still have time here. The way in they Bella used Kimmel. to do it in in uh, the old days, or, you know, when you would greet a storm or you would you would yeah. you'd pray to the storm gods. I don't know. It's just I'm wondering. We Are we time. leaving right after the show is over? I Usually so. we have meetings on Wednesdays. We right? can do the meeting from home. That'd be nice. I feel like right? we should. Well, what, yeah, yeah. No, there was, was the there was an email from uh, from our general manager. It said, if you can work from home today, work from home today. So No, we mm. can't. Our equipment's here. So it gets a little difficult. And we're expected to be in here. The so. meeting? I don't know. We'll see about that. Is the office closed officially? Well, no. Eric Simon is here. He's our promotions he director. He just came walking by. And uh, <laughs> no, if, if you can work from home, work from home. If not, like mm-hmm. Lauren came in from our sales department. She's so a trooper. PJ Willing. That one. Hey, by the way, uh, a bit of an announcement from one of our own. Casey mm. Boy has an announcement oh, to make this morning. A huge announcement. But, <laughs> but I'm going to play this song because uh, today I'm celebrating seven years sober. Today! And, uh, Today's the day. Yeah. Wow, man. And congratulations. So I, well, you know, I, I wanted to bring it up on the air and not for accolades or congratulations or anything like that. So you don't have to send me any emails or anything like that. I just wanted to say that if I can do it, you can do it. And, you know, it's just as simple as that. You know, so there are a lot of people out there, you know, right now, probably thousands of people who, you know, woke up feeling terrible today who thought, man, uh, I can't do this anymore, and I'm just here to say that you don't have to do it anymore and that, uh, you know, there are people out there that uh, want to help, that can help. Uh, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not easy, but it's very simple, if that makes any sense. I will let me jump in because I know you don't want the accolades, and mm-hmm. I know that's sincere. Uh, I will say that uh, we're all very proud of you, and this is not something you're soliciting. Uh, my brother went through the same thing. He is many years sober. Actually talked to him before. Yes. Uh, you know, when, when you know, I was trying to get the ball rolling, what I tried to do was was surround myself uh, with as many people that have had success as, as I possibly could. And as my cousin often says, you know, like seven years, it's a good start. You know, it's well, a good start. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Um, it, it, it's it's nothing to, to be uh, dismissed. It is a big achievement, especially... You have to remember in the earlier days, you know, where we're, our, our job has us many times in places where there's the, the booze is flowing freely or whatever. And, and so it's presented issues that you, you, uh, you overcame uh, incredibly uh, um, well. And uh, it's just great to see you here and doing so well. And, and it ser- should serve as an inspiration to other people who may find themselves in, the, in a similar boat. So my brother, yeah. you, and I know many people who have gone through it. 
and come out on the other side doing well. Personally, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I know you are. No, you no, lost no, no, a no, drinking no. buddy early yeah. on, and I know a lot of people uh, out there lost a, lost a good drinking buddy, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no, better for actually, it. Actually, you know what? And uh, a lot of people listening probably have no idea that you've been living a sober life for that long. You've I've never been very spoken quiet about, about it, it. Yeah, until it, now. Well, so it, it was, uh, I think, you know, especially early on, it was a private matter. Yeah. It was something that I, you know, I didn't even say anything to you guys, I don't think. It was just something that I just... Uh, I think I used under the guise of Lent Yes, in the beginning. I said, you know, I gave it up for Lent. And then, uh, you know, Easter had come and gone. And I remember I was playing golf with my older brother. And this was like weeks and weeks after Easter. And he's like, uh, are you on the wagon, man? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it just, you know, drinking and partying was just it was synonymous. It was, right. you know, what I was, you know, kind of yeah. known for. As my brother used to call me the rolling party machine. And I had fun. Uh, but there, you know, there, there were many mornings where I woke up I'm like, man, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And then, and then, you know, just continue on the, the same old spiral. Never been in trouble with the law or, or anything like that. It was just a, it was a, just a choice that, you know, I, I just wanted to try and live a different way. And I'm just saying, if you're out there and you don't think you can do it, but you want to do it, I'm just here to say that you, you can very cool. Can, Very inspiring, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Congratulations, Thank by you. the way. And whether That's you cool. want it or not, proud of you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I want to bring up? Oh, you know what? Yeah, there was this thing I wanted to bring You're up. You're coming first. out, aren't you? No, I'm not <laughs> coming out. Um, I'm going to stay in the closet for mm-hmm. as long as possible. I love you either way, man. Uh, no, actually, uh, Nick Murphy sent this over to me, and I, I got sent by a couple people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this real quick. It's kind of a, a bizarre file story type of thing. So... Apparently, there is a letter that has been popping up in people's mailboxes in Philadelphia. Yes. About this really weird thing, and it says it's taking the Philadelphia and internet by storm. It's a downright creepy letter. Uh, And it says in it, uh, this is to inform you that all the food ate since first grade is alive in your body, especially the dead animal remains or meat since it was cooked alive and is alive in your body. Oh, cool. Anywhere it goes now, you must go with it. That's 365 days a year uh, from first grade to now. Now, the letter features more incoherent rambling, warning the reader that the only way to save yourself from the every which away of being burned alive is to become a solid steel statue by placing yourself under anesthesia. Okay, and the all letter, right. The letter then refers to a steel furnace where metal can be melted and the bodies of people and animals mixed with the metal uh, to become steel unable to be hurt. And it ends by stating that a meeting on the building of a steel furnace will take place at noon on April 27th of this year in a vacant lot on 27th Street and Girard Avenue. And it says, what we need is a bulldozer to dig some ditches and steel furnace equipment. <sighs> Do a 10. And the letter quickly sparked an endless supply of memes and Reddit and Facebook and all kinds of stuff. That's a hell of a lot of work. I glanced at this. I saw the story. And I was going to set it aside and not mention anything about it. And the, the reason that I realized that I really wasn't going to mention anything about this is because I get crap like this in the mail all the time. <laughs> all the really? time i've got stacks of it of crazy people that are sending you their message and what you're saying here is this one's legit (laughs) this one is legit you got so many that are incorrect and finally you got one no for my career yes i've gotten loads of these emails of things where you read it and you're just like what the hell is this person talking i don't want to be a statue (laughs) 
Oh. Uh, and in fact, I was cleaning out my closet yesterday. Have you kept some? I found a tape. Oh, boy. That this guy used to send me regularly. I'll bring it in if we can find a cassette player. When you were player. in Philly or? No, this, no, this okay. is in St. Louis. And my buddy, Todd Newton, Please. used yes. to get him too. And if I, if I called up Todd and I, and I said, hey, Todd, uh, pictures of you and me smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, eating animals alive together. And now, if we're ever together again, it will be smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, drinking beer. It would be a guy rambling like that, like wow. what I just said, over and over and over on a cassette tape that he would send to us. Do you know that guy is now? Uh-uh. Kanye. Get out yeah. of here. The dude's a before, genius. It was before Poopity Scoop. So... <laughs> So I glance at this and I'm like, I kind of, I was going to toss it away because I've had so much experience with ranting, rambling, insane writings that I've become a little bit numb to it, to be honest. Do you, so do you, you know, we do get a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, I'm always like, okay, there's always a part of me that, um, you know, you're like, uh. Be aware of it, uh, you know, because it is. It can be slightly unnerving. Sure, you know, I, call, that, that... I called the police not that long ago uh, yeah. last year and had them look into some uh, letters I was getting because there were some questionable things coming in, and they found out it was no big deal. But, but you, you don't, don't know. You don't like... know if an individual like this may be maybe at the beginning stages of something that could manifest and something that could be horrific. Not necessarily per se to you or to us, but just in general, there may yeah. be somebody who's. Dancing on the edge of uh, doing something horrible. And you just don't know what that edge is. You know, well, And like, you want to make sure that you become their friends and direct them away from you. Right, right. Yeah. right. Kathy Have you heard of Debella? crazy. Yeah. But I mean. You must like. <laughs> Yazoo. But it seems like the, the, the crazy ones, at least from what I've experienced, have, have a more specific uh, message. When it's rambling and you can't figure out the message yeah. at all, it's just like they're just sorry, man. They're just uh, something's wrong upstairs, but you know, and, the they're, per- and, and they're they're getting out what they feel is vital information to the public. So the percentage of people that I, I've seen, uh, you know, a few specials about this, where someone starts to think, well, they they just can't grasp my message, and then there's mm-hmm. a level of frustration. Yeah. So if you respond to try to engage and try to get kind of talk to them or engage them, you're only going to frustrate it and make it worse, and yeah. so. You don't acknowledge. I was talking to Matt O'Donnell because I was I was mentioning this. Is he sending these to you? Thing. No, he's oh. not sending. Could you imagine? He's the one. You and me that. drinking after I do the news, having yeah. cigarettes in the park. No, but he he had said that he he goes. Listen, there there is a a there are some people that for for one reason or another believe that we are speaking directly to them. Yes, like what I'm saying is going directly to. I have you specifically in mind, and this, by the way, is directed at you, Eddie. And they feel the need to respond to it. Yeah, and, and they will send letters and things like that. So it's true, though. But I mean, it's we we love having that relationship. You know that 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 whole deal. Some people hear something else. You know, and these are the people that get incited to send these letters, and sometimes the, a lot of letters consistently. Yeah. Yep, you see some. Um, some interesting people on on public transit, and <laughs> I saw. Did you guys see the video of this lady just yelling? Uh, on, it looked like a New York subway. She it was a crowded subway. I don't know if she was just crazy or if she was just really really upset that nobody made room for her to walk by or whatever. Did okay. you Did you guys see this? I, I, there are countless videos of people. I, I used to ride uh, the train all the time in New York into Penn Station, and I, I, every trip. Yielded someone screaming or or at the top or, of her or, lungs, or prattling like, on. Yes. It was just a given. You were going to encounter someone like that on the trip. It just you know, like if I was there with my family, I'm like, what do I do with this crazy lady? Like just 
losing. Do you her. babysit? <laughs> right. But she's like, <laughs> is there not a gentleman on this train? Like screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, Have you, you know? ever thought to try to out crazy them? God, you're damn right. <laughs> God damn right you are. Jesus, this guy's crazy. <laughs> that would that actually is a great idea. Yes. Remember you? We were in Hawaii that time. The remember the, with the Hari Krishna? We were going to jump in and <laughs> yeah, and start bouncing around. Booty do If we could outbounce them, mm-hmm. you know. You, you, but I mean, that's uh, you feel bad if someone ends up in that way. You you know. You know, we're yeah. t- talking about any sort of bit of dementia or anything that, that takes a hold of someone. You 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 can't help but nervously laugh, but it is it's a sad story behind it. Uh, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, yeah. unless it's Ed Bassmaster. So I, you know, listen, it's it sounds pretty rambling to me. I doubt anybody's got anything to worry. Should we about. get him on the show? But uh, yeah, whoever this is. But uh, anyhow, if, <laughs> not your average listener. If you received the uh, this this letter, that's what that's about. Well, we did have that one guy on the show who was uh, in, in, he was in like a speedo bathing suit. He uh, but he was like he the chicken seen, guy, the yeah, chicken guy. Ah! But yeah. that, that was like performance a... art. Yeah, I would qualify that as performance art. I, I don't would... I don't think that's a lifestyle. Well, I maybe performance art slash. He wouldn't be performing like that unless he had a screw loose type right. of guy. Sure, sure. <laughs> Seemed fairly innocent. Like he wasn't gonna. Probably he wasn't going to hurt you, but you never, like we were saying earlier, like you just don't know where that edge is. Yeah. yeah. All right. But anyhow, just thought I'd bring that to your attention. If you get one in the mail, it's uh disregard. It's coming up in April, so get yourself ready to be at the steel furnace. We do just, it. That we just want to make sure we have enough room for us. Do yeah. attend. Yeah, do attend, please. Uh, and another article. Actually, Kathy sent this over to me. I think this is uh, very, very interesting. Uh, this is according to the experts at School Stickers. They're an organization. Stickers. They did a research including 63,000 children, uh, and they've come up with the list of the names of the naughtiest and nicest children. So names that statistically are... Lend themselves. Uh, okay. Yeah, I love this. I, I love this concept because some I've said to my wife sometimes, that's... You know, sometimes if you see somebody at the name of a criminal, it's like, well, that's, you see that? A lot of criminals are named that. So yeah. so these are first names. What do you want? Uh, naughty or nice or boys or girls? And uh, how do you want to do it? So I we'll think a naughty is the money shot. So okay. let's start with the nice. All right. And uh, start with the girls and then go to the boys. The nicest girls' names are Amy, Georgia, Emma, Charlotte, Grace, Sophie, Abigail, Hannah, Emily, and Alice. Okay. Those okay. are the nicest girls. I know some nice Amy's. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of it. I don't see any standing out in this My niece list is Amy. that I would consider to be uh, evil. Nicest boys are Jacob, Daniel, Thomas, James, Adam, Harry, Samuel, Jack, Oliver, and Ryan. Those are all pleasant names. That Jacob are. name sounds evil, though, doesn't Jacob it? sounds biblical. Yeah. And I think uh, that I think I tend to think of that as a more benign name, yeah, right? Yeah, On Lost, what was the one bad guy? Wasn't the one? Because uh, he had, like, those guys who were, like, it was almost like uh, God and, and the devil. <coughs> yeah. Wasn't one of them, Jacob? Wasn't I the think ba- so. Yeah, and then the man in black was the other one, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't think he had By any the way, it's purgatory. Now, the naughtiest... <laughs> The naughtiest list, the naughtiest girls are Ella, Ella, Bethany, Eleanor. When the hell have you ever seen an Eleanor these days? Eleanor Roosevelt was the last one I remember. Yeah. Olivia. Olivia? No. Yeah. Laura. No. Holly. 
No. Courtney. No. I don't know. Amber. No. Caitlin and Jade. What, Caitlin, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> naughty girl. I say what? You're a naughty girl. Repeat that again, Home Slice? Yeah. I, I don't have any reasons for this uh, on their list. I'm they a naughty just, girl. They released the names. I do naughty things. And the naughtiest boys include Joseph, Cameron, <laughs> William, Jake. By the way, is Jacob. Which is a, yeah. Jacob, right? Yeah. Uh, Joshua, Jamie, and there's a there's another biblical name. name. Uh, Jamie, Lewis, Benjamin, Ethan, and Luke. It's weird because these these aren't as sinister. obvious or sinister as I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Like Brutus or or uh, the devil. That's a bad name. Yeah. Is there any name that you associate with a bad person? I mean, like mm-hmm. like a just a yeah. first name, Butch. Um, but I think back to like my childhood for those names. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what I was. People who mistreated you, you associate with. Yeah. So who comes to mind, Kathy? No, not people that mistreated me. Just like people you mistreated. No, some of like the kids <laughs> in school. You know, yeah. I, like I still associate those names, um, and some of them are probably dated. You know. Yeah. Ron, one of the worst kids in school, one of the most recidivist ne'er do wells, was named Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. I never liked the name Ronnie. I mean, all of the people. Ron, that I yes, know, but Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Well, I mean, I grew up with all of them, so I don't want to like, say their names. But there, I mean, there was one kid that I went to school with who he was just a bad kid, man. You know, like like a ba- I, the, the classic bad seed. You know, like broke into people's cars. I remember riding my bike down the street with this kid, and there was just a guy out. Like, he was. I don't even know, like washing his car or whatever. And the dude was big. He was he, the, the the guy, not the bad kid, but the yeah. guy was fat. Yeah. And we're just riding our bikes and just out of nowhere, he just starts yelling like, hey, you fat ass. Hey, you fat piece of ass. And, yeah. and, and we're kids. I mean, yeah. he was probably like fourth or fifth grade or something. And he's yelling like, at an adult this way? And he's yelling at an adult this yeah. way. I'm like, Jesus. The toughest, meanest guy at my high school, and he had a tough name. Was Randy Recca? Randy Recca. <laughs> yep. That's a badass. That's like Wreck It Ralph. Randy Recca. I'll never forget, ma'am. One time it was, was Recca when school was letting out. One of the one of the wimpiest guys in the world in our school accidentally bumped into his car with his. Ooh. Randy got up and beat the piss out of him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude. and he was big, dude. He was just a. He was the guy, kind of guy you were scared of. Yeah. Just flat out scared of. Chances are he was probably mistreated as a as a youth as well and he was he was one of the the kind of dirtbag crew. So he was he wasn't a jock, a mm-hmm. tough guy. He was a he was a like criminal type. He was a hood. Yeah. A greaser. I he was think, like Fonzie. I think he eventually turned his life around. I remember looking him up on Facebook, and he's like a you know a trainer or something like that now. But it still doesn't hide the fact that he was <laughs> victimizing. He people. still likes to put make people experience pain. Mm. Yes, uh, Curtis in my high school was that Curtis. guy. Uh, yeah, and he was he was a total badass. Yeah. He looked at him the wrong way, uh, or just looked at him at all. He would come, I and mean, he would just beat people up because he he got pleasure in doing that. And uh, Preston, he did not turn his life around. I looked him up, uh, you know, when I was in college or early twenties, uh, several stints in prison, you know. So sometimes people are able to turn it around, other you, times not so much. You can't help but smile a little bit, a little bit. I know it's, it's oh, yeah. it says yeah. less about you, but I, but I'm sorry. Sometimes people who've, who who especially in school who make your life miserable. I mean, you know, I'm always I, curious you know, as to what makes those people tick or what makes them so angry or mean or hateful or whatever, but I'm also They're always the first to resist being turned into statues, too. <laughs> well, I'm also all right with them serving I, time. I just hope that the people that were nasty in their developmental years 
uh, if they do turn their life around and eventually are a decent person, that they realize what a douchebag they were. You would hope. It may not necessarily be the case. No. But I would hope that they would look back and go, you know what? I was a jerk. Have you ever had an incident in your life or a a situation where someone who was that way to you was able to present their case and apologize and atone or uh, in any any way? Not that I remember. Not that I can recall. I don't remember anybody coming up and saying, look, I was a jerk to you and I shouldn't have been that way and I'm I'm a different person now. Did you Uh ever apologize to anyone you might have mistreated on on that level? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Huh. And how how was it received? Uh, It's a person I sent a Facebook message to and didn't hear from them for another year or something like that afterwards. Right. Who were like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, but, Uh But they said they had missed the message or something like that. But... Um, it, it, it had to at least feel a little bit of a weight off your shoulders. Yeah. 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 And I, I, uh, you know, I've thought about other, other people about, uh, reaching out and saying I shouldn't have been this way. Yeah. You know, is that worth it? You think? I, I think it could be. I, I think it's worth taking the risk if you were being, if you were being, um, negative or, or mistreating someone at least to, Help. Maybe that. Maybe it's stuck with them for a while. But I'm curious oh. if if the other person might be like, "Oh, so you want me to relieve your guilt, huh? Well, you, and have you to, want me to make you feel better now. You right? have to be willing to accept how they respond, whether it be positive True. or negative, right? Yeah. So, good because you're not necessarily doing it for uh, you for for you. Yeah. you're doing it for them, and and you know if they're okay with it, then they're okay with it. If not. Then you need to be okay with that. Yeah, I wonder if anybody listening has has reached out before to apologize. Something happened a long time ago. It's just bothered you for years, and you went ahead and did it. And uh, you know, good or bad, what came of it? Yeah, two one five two six three WMMR. If you want to give us a call, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because here we go. Bob was high school bully. There we go. Wants to repent. I'm going to go to him. Hi, Bob. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how we doing? Good, Bob. What's up, Bob! buddy? All right. So I was a total a-hole in school i mean everybody that even came near me got punched in the ribs yeah i was just awful Mm -hmm. and then as i got older i started to chill out then i had kids then i realized how much of an awful person i really was wow and then i started to i ran into a couple of kids from school here and there and you know you can all you can do is just say, look, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes they are cool with it. Sometimes they just look like they want to punch you in the throat. Yeah. So, so percentage-wise, uh, Bob, did, did you get – were most people glad that you apologized? Or h- how did it go in the majority of the cases, would you say? Uh, typically pretty well, honestly. I mean, because I guess, you know, everybody's getting old. Yeah. There isn't that many grudges, but there was one kid in particular that – he held a pretty good grudge, and I mean, I I walked past him in Walmart the one day, and I kind of, I size wise, I peaked in high school. I'm only about five eight, <laughs> <laughs> and he's about six two. Yeah. <laughs> and we're walking uh, past each other, and he looked at me, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he really wanted to swing. Yeah. But he, I guess, I guess from the trauma. He didn't want to risk it. <laughs> so, did you? Did you say anything to him, or you just let it go? Um, you know, it, that was 
the whole thing because he had like he had actually Facebook messaged my wife and said, "Hey, I see you married my high school bully." Yeah, wow. You know, I, I hope that he kind of chilled out and isn't as much of an a hole. And then, like, I seen him literally two weeks after that. Wow, yeah. wow. And yeah, I mean, you don't like I, listen. It stays with people. You, yeah, you know, you don't. Um, I don't necessarily know if people. Especially young people realize the damage that they are creating at at that age. Yeah, and perhaps we talk about that, that movie uh, Boyhood and how that's just a whole bunch of just different snapshots of of you know how you grow up and sometimes it's just little moments. We'll stay with people for forever and ever. Sure. Hey Bob, were you bullied? Um, no. And so, what <laughs> made you really. what made you be the bully in the first place? Um. I was just a mean little kid, dude, honestly. like not, It happens. I'm not saying, like, I was, like, there were certain people that got bullied that I, I wasn't your typical bully. I bullied people that like to bully other people, kind of, too, huh. at the same token. Yeah. I was I was a weird bully. You were like Dexter. You were the, the Dexter of, of bullies. Almost. Yeah. I, I'm trying to give myself a little bit more credit than due, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. Like I said, I mean, I just, I don't know. I was a rough kid, man. Well, listen, some, I mean? sometimes yep. it, it, you you always, you try to think, well, was there something that sets somebody off that way? Sometimes people just enjoy that. And and, and, they're, they're, yeah, and you're saying you were, you were a, you were a bad kid. So you had, you had a family of your own, you had kids, and then you realized, I mean, now does this haunt you? Have you ever talked to anybody? Or have you ever talked to like a therapist or whatever? Or are you, are, do you feel good now? You know, I mean, I've never, I've never lost sleep over it, but yeah. I definitely, I, I, the having kids definitely brought it full circle and made me realize, like, I don't want somebody bullying my kids. Yes, yeah. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that to other people's kids. You know what I mean? And like, I, I think a little bit to make us understand is like Nick's question. You know, like. And I know maybe you don't have the answer, but, like, why? Like, we're looking for, like, well, you know, maybe his dad was rough with him. Or, you know, we're looking for the answer as to yeah. why somebody would become like Why do you want to see, why why you did you want to see someone suffer? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Just, I mean, it was an easy way to get a laugh out of some of the other kids. Okay. And, you know, That's part of it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, like, beat up people and, and then you're cool and nobody will mess with you. It was, yeah. you know... An easy way to get there. Right. I hear you, man. It's you. very candid. I'm, All right. I'm glad it turned around. Yeah, thanks for letting us know, Bob. We appreciate it, man. You got it. All right, talk to you later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some people just... I remember the guy, uh, there was one guy who kind of, for like a year, was just the dude in the hallway. I'd be like, oh, no. Oh, you've talked about this guy? No, different guy, different oh. guy. So he, had, he would do what we call book. Somebody, so you're walking through the, you know, yeah. with all your books, and somebody would come up behind and just knock all your books out. Papers flying everywhere oh, in a crowded hallway. <laughs> it's impossible to get it together. Uh, but this guy used to do it all the time. And then I, I remember seeing him later on in that year, and I saw an upperclassman picking on him. Yeah. And I was like, it's this bizarre trickle-down thing, man. He was getting roughed up, and he felt the need to do it to other people. And I A lot was of like, times that's the scenario. Yeah. Sometimes you're getting it at home, and so it manifests at school. Yeah. And it's the only way for them to, to, to do something. It's, it's, it's you know... It, it's a horrible thing, and because it, it's a cycle that repeats. I'm going to go to uh, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Hi. You're on the air. You wanted to share your story. Go ahead. Good. Um, and hopefully my dad's not listening, um, so if he is, uh, don't. But um, I 
was bullied. Um, well, no, I was a bully um, in elementary school up to like eighth grade, and I ruthlessly bullied this girl. Um, and I didn't even know it was that bad until I stayed after school because my mom was a cheerleading coach, and her parents came in, and she, I found out like how bad I was bullying her. So fast forward. Um, I moved and went to a different school because my parents moved, like, I swear, every day. Yeah. And um, I went to a different school, and I became bullied. Um, so I ended up moving back and saw her in high school, and I just immediately went up to her and just apologized like crazy because I ended up being on the other side of it where yeah. I was bullied. It was a bit of an epiphany. Yeah. So I just, and then we became pretty much good friends, and then we kind of lost touch in college. But, um, and there was no reason for me bullying her except that, you know, the other kids were doing it. Um, I just did it because it almost made me feel good to do it. And, but you never think it when you're that age, when they go home, what they have to deal with. You yeah. almost think it doesn't really bother them until you're on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You see it in, look, in nature, you'll see, um, we uh, not to say you're draw a comparison between you and my house cats, but there's one cat okay. that that sort of is, you know, a little slower and a little sluggish, sluggish. And other cats will they they, they will bully a cat they perceive as being you know it happens in nature all the time. An animal that they feel is less than or and it's sort of a pack mentality. And and so it um, uh, you don't understand why you did it. And and so but you guys became friends. It's cool that you went back, and it's very cool of her to accept your apology. Yeah, I, I'm surprised she did because when her mom came in, because like I said, I was staying after because my mom was a cheerleading coach. Her parents were like, "Yeah, you are the ringleader," and she's staying up like crying herself to sleep at night. <sighs> and I just felt awful. Yeah. And then yeah. I moved a couple uh, weeks later, and then that was me. So like, as soon as I saw her when I went back in like a couple years later in high school, I just broke down in front of her. I was like, "I am so sorry. I had no clue." And then it like happened to me. So I just. It was awful. School's, was good, you know? school's such a different thing, though. Yeah, if you if you think yeah. about it, like like when in, when in the in the corporate world would you ever walk walk next to your uh, another sales manager and knock the books out of his hand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you still suck. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's 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 Thanks, the most Alexa. bizarre dynamic in the world. It is. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny knocking people's books out of their hand. And when it happens to you, it happens to you. I don't know. I, I have this conversation with my wife all the time because really, I, yes, I'm not knocking really books out of hands. Okay, yeah. honey, I'd like to continue our book knocking conversation. No, I because just... you're not a bully. Because if you were to do that to somebody, you'd get it for a laugh, and then you'd be the first one to pick up the books and help the kid, you know, gather his papers. I'm not going to do it to somebody because simply because they're weaker than me. You, you do it as a gag, like I do it to my best friend Jeff. And the best spot to do it is uh, when they're walking up the steps because then the books go all the way down the steps. <laughs> But that's um, different. Yeah. You're not bully- you're not bullying. You're doing it to your best friend. You're, you're pr- it's a, it's a prank. You're pranking yeah. a friend. It's a prank. When it's, it's a, somebody you don't know or yeah. someone is picked upon, it's a different thing. And there, there's, a, there's a fine line. It's, you, have, you have to understand your motivations behind your actions. Do you know it's a safe thing to do? And I do um, it a lot. You go into restrooms and pee all over them. Yes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. To me, that's no, right. The, the dude that was knocking the books out of my hand was not my friend. And yeah. he was doing it to piss me off. No, and I know. He was doing it to, make, uh, to humiliate me in front of other people. Yeah. So, no, not funny at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not uh, the, the motivations behind your actions. Like, if I'm doing it to my buddy or, you know, my buddy's doing it to me, I, I kind of find that. It's someone you know. Yeah. It's it's still, uh, it, it, but it's, but you, I'm not if doing you're going it. up to somebody you're targeting maliciously, yes. as was Preston's case, it's, it's, it's horrific. Yeah. Big hey, difference. Watch yeah. this. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> it just happened right here. Isn't that funny? It's boy. hilarious. <laughs> but I don't... Uh, am I supposed to clean that up? Or? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right, totally. I'll get that. I'll get uh, that I don't need to throw it to Dr. Over. <laughs> I'm going to go to John. Hey, John, good morning. <laughs> hey, Preston. That just hey, happened. How are you guys? How good. are you? Good. What's up, man? So, uh, you know, talking about having uh, a regret for treating somebody badly, I was actually at an event with you guys, the uh, Belly Flop Championship, and I was a little lit up, and after the event, you were taking pictures with people. Yeah. So you grabbed me and a girl I had no, I'd never met before because she was standing close, and we got a picture together. I made a really rude comment afterwards. I didn't mean to, but it came out rude. Yeah. It was like, hey, how about we get a picture with somebody I know now? And it's just eating at me since the event, and I've wanted the chance to apologize, so I'm glad that I was able to get on. So, so it was. It was just a simple case. You made a comment, and this has hung with you for since yes. the belly flop challenge. Absolutely, because I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for you guys for what you do for us every morning. Oh, okay. So it's it's very, it's very cool. That. So, so if you're at the belly flop challenge, and, and maybe, maybe this did stick with this person, and and if hopefully they're they're listening, uh, but uh, well, you see, this how stuff that stuff like that eats at you when you do, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And it does. Thanks, Here's John. a perfect example. It, it just, that's why we we have such a hard time understanding the mindset of the bully, how how um, how bad you feel. You know, if you've hurt someone or if you've done something or you've gotten a little nasty or you, at someone's expense, you know, I, we'll, we'll do it all the time with the, you know, celebrities and all that stuff. And, and you know, that's part of the deal. That's part of the entertainment and, and, and what we do. But on a certain personal level, you can't understand why. A bully, as you know, Bob was saying before, he couldn't even understand why he was deriving pleasure from it. It just was. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to uh, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good to hear from you guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I just had to reach out that it hit home when you said something like this. You know, say sorry for something I didn't feel too great about. When I was in high school, I was pretty rotten to a kid who was a homosexual kid. And I never put my hands on him or hurt him or anything. But it was always at a passing, you know, a gay slur here. Right. Yell gay or the F A G G O T word at him or whatever it was. Years later, I just felt terrible about it. And you know what? Even then, he actually handled it better than I deserved. He didn't tell anybody on me. Kind of kept his head held high. He, mm. he was good for it. And but years later, I reached out to him and just said, "I, you know, I'm terribly sorry for how immature and stupid I was." And, and how, did, I mean, how, how did he react, Kevin? I'm sorry. How, how did he react? How, what was his reaction? You know he, he very warm. You know, he was he was very very good about it. He, he appreciated me reaching out. He said, you know, I understood you were young, and you know, it was great. He was very understanding, and it it seemed to bother me more than it bothered him, and that helped make me feel better. Well, that's that's cool that you did it. It's cool that you knew that you had had made the 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 mistake, and and Absolutely. and it was very classy of him to respond that way because you can only Definitely. imagine how he felt. That's that, exactly. that that's 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 a good outcome. I think that immaturity and hatred can only belong in the minds of the immature, you know, right. children. There you go. Nice, Kevin. Happy to hear yeah. that, man. Appreciate it. Thank you it. very much. It's Take not. Care. Yeah, it's not too late. You know. No. To so, and to get that the point, word out. Yeah, to that point, Preston. About you know, again, whether they, if you do it, you're trying. You're trying to make someone. You're trying to make them hopefully feel better or atone for something. If they don't, it's their right to not accept it. But at least you've made the effort. Yeah. By the way, I should have been checking the names on this list with the people who have been called. Maybe in. one of them called in because that's how we got started. <laughs> Remember, right. we had yeah, the, I went the, to school in St. Louis, and I. Uh, I knocked this kid's books out. He <laughs> had high hair. He looked like it was in striper. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> what was that guy's name, man? That was I remember the I remember the the, the two in, in school and then they were they were bullies to everyone. Like Ronnie, Ronnie Ronnie Fader, I think his name was. Yeah. And uh Angelo. I remember though seeing the guy the guy that used to uh that, that would knock the books out for me. I remember seeing him getting picked on. Yeah. And I actually felt kind of bad for him, which was kind of weird. But you, you you can't help no one if you're within a grasp of any humanity, you don't want to see Listen, I like a good revenge movie. <laughs> I like I like Taken, I, you know. But it, when you're seeing it in the real world and someone's just down and and being beaten down, it just well all right, so you and I love that movie Sing Street, right? Yeah. And, and there's this bully in Sing Street. Yeah. And then you see in that movie his dad kicking his ass. And that's why and, he is. And that's what he why is. he is. You know, so you have a little bit of sympathy yeah. for this guy, you know, uh, because you're like, okay, so this is uh, this is you why got the name? this is why he is doing what he's doing. No, I just yeah, remember yeah, something yeah. terrible. Another guy that was just a complete hothead douchebag, which I never could figure out what his deal with. And he was like a grade younger than me. And I remember. Being in gym, and he was just constantly, he was just giving me a hard time. I'm like, you're an underclassman. What are you doing? Yeah, you're yeah. giving me a hard time like this. And he was just a just a hothead douchebag. And this terrible story, but he ended up taking his own life oh, Ooh, while we were still in high school. Jesus. Yeah. And I was always, I never got to know him either. I was just like that, you know, he was just that dick in gym. Uh-huh. And I remember he ended up, so there was something. So there was something going on. Uh, something unhinged. going on there. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, let me go to Clinton. Hi, Clinton. You're on the air. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Grandma. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. What's up, Clinton? So I was, uh, one being bullied back in middle school through high school, and, uh, I was pretty traumatized. It was to the point where I was thinking about taking my own life. It was Ooh, that oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, about, I want to say two years ago, the, the bully that ended up, you know, making my life terrible <clears throat> apologized to me and, you know, I was like, yeah, we were kids and everything like that. And then two weeks later, he ended up taking his own life. Oh, geez. Whoa! Hey, how did he reach out to you, by the way, Clinton? Uh, we just passed each other in Walla one morning. And he said something right then and there? Yeah, he's like, dude, I just want to apologize to you. I feel awful for what I did as a kid. I was like, look, you know, we were kids. What are you, you going to do? Huh? And uh, like two weeks later, you know, people are posting everything on Facebook about Whoa. how he took his life and everything. So it got to, I'm not saying that that's the reason he took his own life, but, you know, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was something he did and, and finally it got to him as well. I don't know. It, it can eat you inside out. You talk about the seeds wow. that, that are planted and, and yeah. you know, and, and, and they, they grow and it becomes this thing. And, uh, man, it's just, you know, <laughs> that's a horrible story. All right. It, it was. Yeah. All right, Clinton. Thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it. Wow. Okay. That's. I didn't mean to head this direction got, with this. We got so deep on this snowy day. <laughs> but you know what? It was listen. It was on the the story about uh, the naughtiest and nicest names, and it just kind of started those uh, those thoughts. It did make me think, though. Later on, I want to make some pity angels in the snow. <laughs> pity angels. We could do that if we eventually get it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, no. It's it's a topic that's worth going to now and then. Just remind you know, in, in light of uh, you know. Everything what Casey was was talking about earlier. It's 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 all good, you know. Yeah, Casey, I'm sorry about knocking those papers. Okay, off. Okay, I forgive you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> though, though your, your tires are going to get slammed. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll just go get your shine box. <laughs> all right, you we're son gonna, of a bitch. We're going to take a break. In a moment, we're going to have uh, the cast of NBC's The Village. The Village Mine's People. Mine. Yes, the Village People will be here. No, they're not those. They're in the show, people. The Village. But we're actually, and, and another call we're going to take, or another uh, interview we're going to have in a little while, is a woman named Kathy Kleiner. 
I'm very interested to speak to her. She was a survivor of an attack by Ted Bundy in the 1970s. A brutal attack. There's a movie coming out about him with yes. Zac Efron and so on. There was the, the documentary of the tapes that are on Netflix right now. So it's, he's kind of become a subject again. So we'll get her take on all that a little bit later on. I do want to remind you, though, about an appearance that's going on because we had the ladies of P.J. Willihan's by here just a little while ago. Marissa is going to be at P.J. Willihan's in Maple Shade tomorrow and should be there from 7 to 9. And if you stop by, you have your chance to win a Cardboard Classic VIP experience. That's awesome. The ladies had to leave Preston. They had to cap an oil fire. Is that what they they are so (laughs) unbelievable? Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com to score lift tickets for just 20 bucks and for details on how to register your sled to compete for cash and prizes. From WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. Scoot up Valentine's Day? Diamonds will get you out of the doghouse. Make it up to her with Stevens Angel Heart Diamond Necklace for only $128. Online at IHateStevensHeckler.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut, Stevens Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On Tuesday, March 12th, NBC is premiering a uh, new show. It's called The Village. Ensemble cast. Bunch yes. of people are cast. So we have several guests in our studio this morning to talk about that. We would like to welcome from the cast, please welcome Frankie Faison, Jared Haynes, and Moran Atias. You're right about that. Right about the date. Oh, when Sorry. is it? Yeah, I have to be to break the news. Actually, Please. it's on March nineteenth. March nineteenth. All right, oh, I have two things to say. March twelfth here, so I'll make sure I correct. <laughs> that. We had all sorts of misinformation, but we're going to soldier on because it'll work out just great. Now, but listen, you pronounced my name correctly. That ah, was very impressive. And I think Moran is going to be a force to reckon with because she's done radio before. She has. She knows yes. her way around <laughs> this medium, right? You, yeah, you had many said years ago when you walked in here, you said you you did radio in. Italy? Italy? Yeah, many, many years ago, I hosted a radio show on RTL 1025. Oh, oh, that's my oh. favorite Italian station. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How many languages do you speak, by the way? Just doing a little quick research on you. It seems like you're... No, I mean, just just three. Just, just three? <laughs> no, but I, I, I can barely no, but speak people, one. No, but some people I know speak, you know, really a lot of languages. I have a friend that speaks 12 languages, so three is not, well, it's really you, not as impressive. You have me beat by two, so that's impressive, <laughs> yeah. It's impressive to us. Yeah, it's impressive. <clears throat> yes, so just to clarify much. things, by the way, The Village is not a... is we have, There's the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village, and there was another series, The Village. This is a wholly other project, Correct. Absolutely. Right, Right, Frankie? Yes. By the way, I I want to quote Frankie. You're his voice. No, and he's he's got got a distinct voice. I want want to quote Frankie, which is, you may enter. (laughs) (laughs) You know what movie I'm I'm speaking of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming coming to America. Coming to America. You were the landlord in Queens. I am the landlord. And there's my favorite line that you have in the movie, I can't say on the air. This is a place I told you about. It's real. real. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nothing like hearing that from uh, from people, the kids in elementary school. Right. <laughs> and and while we're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about the village, but but uh, they're gonna do a sequel to uh, to coming to America. That's what I hear. And and Eddie's on board. That's uh, what I hear. That's the latest. Are you going to be a part <laughs> of this? Make me an offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, I, I, they were talking about bringing back uh, some of the uh, former cast. So they really should. Cool. You yeah. Know, but if they don't, it's cool. But if well, we'd love to see you in it. Yeah, well, that'd be great. Well, yeah, the village is, is a, uh, so the, the basic conceit of the village, uh, it is a, a, a tenement building, I guess, in Brooklyn. And it's all, basically, it's a story of all the, the people who live in it and interact in this sort of uh, communal family, default family, that arises in the natural drama of all these different lives intersecting, correct? Is that right. a good high concept? Yeah, and well, you know, you say it takes a village to raise a family. To promote our show. And it takes a village to, to, to raise a community as well. And you have people from all walks of life, and you know, different age ranges, and it's just everyone working together, helping each other within the village. Have and we have, really need that in this day and age. Uh, yeah. We do. We definitely do. Have any of you guys ever lived in, a, in an apartment situation before, Jared, of you? That's Gerard. But, Gerard, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Sorry. No, but uh, not necessarily an apartment building, but okay. a neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, a village can, uh, is a community, basically. And, 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 and uh, yeah, I've, I've been a part of that. That's why I'm here today, because it's people in the community that care about each other. And you don't, they don't let you fall too deep into anything. Right. Well, there's a, there's a lot of there's all sorts of different dynamics that can exist yeah. when you're in that. I think being in a in a in a in a, in a town or a, you know a suburban area or or whatever, when you're in a building, you are on top of each other. Yeah. And uh, I think that creates different dynamics uh, because you're more you're more likely to pass someone in the hallway and. and Chat a little bit, you know. Well, well not today. It's yeah, not that way today. I don't, I don't feel that. It's you don't feel that? No, oh, my God. We're correcting today. our hosts. We're so rude. <laughs> no, no. It, it's your show. We haven't I, done it. No, no. I mean, I mean, like, I just, we just lived in New York, and I stayed in an apartment building, a huge apartment building, but I didn't get to meet anybody. They just walk in really quickly, walk out, and go on their day. And what I think is really beautiful about the village of our show is, like, the door is open, and people actually knock and ask you, how are you, and if you need anything, um, give you a, a space, but also are really deeply, genuinely interested in your in your life. And, and so it's a science fiction. <laughs> no, no, it's not a science fiction, <laughs> but it's sort of a place that you want to get back to. Exactly. Now, right. it used to be in the old days that this is the way it was. Sure. Now with the, you know, these big high-rise apartments and everybody's going this way and everybody's got their phone. Right. Everybody wants seclusion and yeah. privacy. Yeah. But in the old days, it was like you wanted to know who your neighbor was. You wanted to know who the children were running up and down the hall. See, and we're trying to get back to that. So for a brief time when I was in a, in a in an apartment complex, when I was actually starting down here with Preston doing the, the show, uh, the, the, the guy next to me always asked me if I had pennies. Uh, because he collected pennies and screamed about pennies a lot in the room next door, and, and I, but I'd see people and occasionally chat with them. Yeah. But so so these people are, are proactively sort yeah. of so that's a dynamic. She said harkens back to the old right. days. But didn't of, it make you feel good that you know at least not somebody the penny knew, guy. The penny not, guy was <laughs> well, at least, but you know you could always count on that. If I had extra pennies, he got them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But but there there is something there is something old world about that. Mm -hmm. Give us give us a, a sense of each of your characters. In this in this family, well, I'll start because I'm the Papa Bear. Yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm sort of like the anchor in a way. I mean, you know, I'm this I'm the super of the building. Okay, and um, everything sort of passes through me. And my wife Patricia 
played by uh, Lorraine Toussaint. And, uh, you know, we are the ones who, we're, we're, we're the glue that holds the fabric together. If someone's got a problem, eventually it's going to work its way through us. Sure. And being the super and, you know, and the ones who've been in the building the longest, everything does filter through us. So we're just there to, to offer comfort and advice and, and friendship to everyone in, in, in the building. And you're a, uh, Moran, you're, Moran, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you a single, a single mother in the series? You have to put that single thing. On. <laughs> uh, but uh, and just and projecting my own just projecting life. Your own thing. single. It's like it's like hi, I'm single, and my name is Miranda. I have no. every confidence you have just total trouble dating. I'm We're sure not, it's a that's big a whole issue. other show. Yeah. But um, no, I play Ava Bezadi, who's an Iranian immigrant that has been living in the United States for over ten years and right. created a home for herself and a family, and a, and my child has been born and raised in the United States. And in the first episode, uh, my character is arrested and uh, threatened to be deported because perhaps she entered with illegal documentation. Okay. And through the course of the season, I will fight this deportation, but mostly I will realize that I have a community to be like to, to, to feel that I'm home. Um, and that's provided by the people that I've met at the village in the, in the complex, in the complex building. Some of them are helping me legally. And most importantly, it's just that feeling that, you know, everybody says you're not alone. Right. But a lot of times you are, and people don't have the same circumstances of your problem, especially if I'm deported and they're not, they're, you know, American citizens. So to have that real feeling that I'm actually wanted and loved and needed, like I, I contri- contribute to this building, and I helped, for example, uh, Gerard's character when he moved in. So there's there's a beautiful exchange that we we need one another, um, and, yeah, and, and we it's... do, and it, that's that's what I think the show brings um, a beautiful message of a reminder that we do need one another, one another, and we can learn from one another. Um, the youngest um, tenant in our building is 16 years old, and the oldest is 88, and they're both valuable to our community in right. different ways. Gerard, with, with your, your character, explain what, what your character's story is. Um, just a uh, New York officer yeah. who um, who moves in the building right. and uh, meets some interesting people. Uh, Moran's character, uh, for example, she takes me in. Um, I was wounded at the time, in a sense. And uh, Is everybody wounded in some yeah, way or another? Yeah, I think that's yeah. why uh, you go to the building. Like, right. You know, they say it takes a community right. to raise a child, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think our building is where the wounded go to get healed. Right. In a sense. Uh, and so uh, I, I get there and they take me in and through it, uh, uh, you, re- you just get, you reveal some things about yourself. And right. so uh, through that, um, because the immigration status is is in question, right. um, I look after her son. And then my past kind of indicates my rea- uh, my, my uh, relationship with her son. So there, it's a big cast. When you have a yeah. you cast, you're juggling all, all these different people. It it, it, it can be um, it's an intricate thing. You're not always seeing each other, right? When you're I mean, where, where where do you film? Are you filming in New York? We f- we um, they just built a building called uh, the Village. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and we all want to move there. Yeah, we yeah. Move. No, we, they, we we shot in Brooklyn. Yeah, um, and around I, New York. And okay, and around New York. Brooklyn. Yeah. And New York, which was to me like an amazing experience. Does that feed the emotion of the thing that you're, you're right oh, there so, where it's taking oh, place? Yeah. But I think the, the 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 cast and the crew really create and and the creator, yeah. the show the showrunner Mike mm-hmm. Daniels, um, provided to us a beautiful script. And it, it, it's it is about wounding, but it, it's also about celebrating one another. And there's so much humor to the show. Um, you know, uh, Dominic, who who's 
who's like an, a, an incredible actor, brings so much humor and delight. And they have so much sex. <laughs> really? So there's well, lots of sex. Frankie. Yeah. Frankie yeah. Frankie I mean, from Frankie. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's romantic. Keep it real. But, <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing to see it. And you see it all the time because it's in the hallway. No, it's and, in the hallway. Well, it, you, you in see the front the, porch. No, you see it in their in the eyes. In their eyes. You see it in their eyes. Okay. But you, it gives you, for a single yeah. person, if we're going back to that, to see a couple that is aging beautifully, right? Um, gracefully enjoying one another's body when they're older is Damn beautiful. Right. It's like it's hopeful. So it's not just, yeah, there is wounding, but it's it's lifted with everyone's spirit. You know, just going to move quickly. I just want to sure. mention that. I'm going to get so fired, by the way. <laughs> no. no, you're not. I, 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 my wife is going to come after you all this sex stuff. Don't worry. Um, you mentioned wounded. Yeah. Uh, is everybody wounded? I would like to just say that I don't think that there's one listener out there it's among not. your listeners yeah. who has not wounded in sure. some kind of way exactly. or another. Sure, yeah. We're all wounded. And I think the good thing about the village is... Is when these when these wounds reveal themselves, yeah. then you find out that you've got a you've got a group of people who are exactly. there to help you to negotiate the waters and work your way through it. Exactly. So that wounding thing is very important, and the humor is very important as a healing product for the well, these, for the wounding too. These ensemble shows are are very popular now, and it, it probably says something about where we are. But but the, the, the fact that you these these do tend to resonate with people where they have. These different stories and people relying on each other and 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 uh, bolstering friendships and things of that nature. So, especially uh, now in this climate, I yeah. Think we need well, to be, be we'd be closer together now, and, more so than ever. And that's what I, I'm picking up from you guys because clearly this is, a, this is a job and you want to promote it and you want it to do well and all. But I am from this interview and looking at you guys and your body language and everything that you believe wholeheartedly in the message that you're trying to get across for this show, which is come on, let's. You it's know, great. let's help each other. Yeah, you know, let's move it around because the commonality. <laughs> there's a commonality there that brings everyone together. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and that's the point, man. Right now, we can't afford to be separated. We should come together because um, we need each other. You know, just to help each other come over these different hurdles. Yeah. So, so when when so um, you all have interesting stories. I, I some of you we were you know who was coming today. We've got to kind of changed around, but just doing some research on you, uh, Moran the. I don't know if this is true or not. You wanted to no, initially be in the <laughs> Israeli Defense Force, but uh-huh. went into modeling instead. Is that true? Oh, my God. Um, well, I wasn't recruited because I was just explaining to um, to my friends in the car that it's it's mandatory to, to join the Everyone military. serves, right? Everyone serves. Yes. And, it's, and, and, and honestly, it's, it's kind of like... Um, it's how for you is going to college and it shapes it and it defines your identity and your future. Right. So it's a big thing for us. And I really wanted to go to the military service with, with an objective of what I'm going to do. Sure. But I got sick um, a number of times and the, the IDF didn't want to recruit me. And I said, you know what? You don't want me in the country? Okay, I'm leaving. And I left. <laughs> and, in a huff. And I, and I just went to, for the, I, I gave myself time, like one year, nine months, at the exact time my girlfriends are going to be in the service. I'm going to go around the world and model and just make a little bit of, you know, money so I can finance my studies. But then I met an agent and 
I, you know, I didn't go back to school. How much? How much do you hear the name Gal Gadot when you're out and about now? Because obviously, sometimes people are like Wonder Woman, and I'm like, no, but she's. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to see the movie, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, I can't believe Wonder Woman is watching the movie, and I'm like, I'm not her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not her. I mean, but you are a Wonder Woman. Yeah, you are a Wonder Woman. That is okay. true. Frankie, as, as as a veteran actor, do, when you see you know people in the beginning, you know, early uh, career, are are you but by, by nature a little bit more uh, a Paternal and 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 are, are you guiding these guys as well? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. that is that is my role and that Definitely. is my job. I take it very seriously because I love people coming into this business oh. and any kind of help or a, that I can offer, I offer. And they'll tell you, I'm a, yeah. I don't mind just <laughs> yeah, letting you, know you what's what. And I'm very nosy. I want to know what they're doing, <laughs> what's coming in their lives, you know, because that's nosy. very important for longevity in this yeah, industry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I will say he's a. Uh, He's been a uh, not just a super um, in front of the camera, but behind the camera too. Right you know, away, what you need because you don't know the answers, right? And so uh, it's art imitating life in a sense. Do you get yeah. do you get a lot of? I mean, do you get a lot of downtime when you're when you're doing a, a a drama? We always get the impression that this is sort of running and gunning because these you're basically making making a mini movie, you know, a, a, a week, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we get a lot of downtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it depends on how the script is written. Oh, okay. yeah. you know, if you're <laughs> featured in that episode, you know, I mean, you're going to be appearing and everything. But if you know, you may have a small storyline in that episode, mm-hmm. then you got a lot of downtime, and it's yeah. really good. That's a good yeah. profession to come into. Yeah. yeah, all those out there thinking about it, come on, you know. You, uh, so you encourage? Oh, heck yes, a hundred percent. Okay, yeah. All right, so, uh, and uh, Miranda, uh, reading about you again, I'm sorry, we did a lot of research on, on you. Yeah, uh, why did you guys do so much research? <laughs> we didn't know you were coming. Gerard is we very interesting. He was an all-American basketball player. <laughs> there we go. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've been a mouthpiece for centuries, you know, so <laughs> give us some props, too, here. Oh, well, Frank, anyway, we're, trying. we're trying. We're trying. We're back to Moran. Yeah. Frankie was in Silence of the Lambs. Yes. And, uh, all four of them. Dragon, you've been in over, every single know. movie, yeah. yeah. And by the way, can I, I? It's really hard to concentrate because what I see behind you what is. Oh my God! Hannibal Lecter. That is Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I, I know. I forgot we have Hannibal in the hallway. Yeah, we got to yeah. get a picture of Frankie yeah. and Hannibal together. It's so disturbing. It's Bottom. so disturbing. First of all, it's one of my favorite movies of all times, and and it's great. And since I was a really young, you know, I like love that movie. But seeing him, like I know he's going to get out. <laughs> he's well, going to come know, out. <laughs> it yeah, won. It yeah, won all four major Oscars, it, and it was a horror movie that did that. So it's that's brilliant. I think it was. The last one that did that it won Best Actor, yeah. uh, Actress, Director, right. yeah, but yeah. it wasn't about a horror. It's more about the relationship. So uh, uh, horror, yeah. Not, yeah. it was still horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's not coming out there, right? No, no, he's yeah. he looks pretty, pretty convincing. <laughs> so, what did you read about me? <laughs> you played a gypsy, and you sort of lived as like a Romanian gypsy mm-hmm. as part of the. Then, when people go to Italy, they always talk about the the gypsy population. Right. I'm fascinated by this. Mm-hmm. There's been specials about this. Uh, what was what was that like living in that world? To be honest, it was an incredible gift. Um, it's the first time that I really was able to, um, you know, we have, we, all of us in this room have a privilege, privileged life. You know, yeah. we're welcome into places if we have money or we're dressed properly. But wearing those clothes and being on the street in Rome, um, begging for money or trying to wash people's cars for, you know, whatever they would give me, people would disdain and honk and yell as if I was dirt. Really? And it was only the change of clothes. And I didn't shower, but it wasn't it wasn't that. It was really like the perception of how dirty 
um, that people, those people can be. And I, I experienced that really, I truly experienced that because, you know, I go into a club and people would allow me to come in or, you know, go into a restaurant. I wouldn't have a problem, but on the street, being the same person that I was and being so rejected and treated so, you know, so shamefully was, was really when I entered, uh, entered that character psychology. Yeah. Like I have to survive. There's nothing I won't do to get my way and get my, you know, provide for, you know, my survival. And it was, it was an extraordinary experience to play that role. That That's, that's, that's cool. Frankie, are, would you say you, you're, you know, you've been in so many TV shows and so many movies. Uh, I, I mean, I assume I've always thought the a character actor gets the most consistent work and it w- can have the longest career. Would, would you would you say that's true? I would think so. I mean, I mean, and, and most interesting because you're just really you're not locked into one particular thing. You can bounce around. You can be so many things, and it's very liberating. And it's also very revealing as to who you are, what kind of person you are, and what kind of character you. You know, it's. Just, I think it's the best. I wouldn't trade that for anything. For anything. So, so no. we, we, uh, just to go back to, I know we're we're, we're big fans of coming to America. Obviously, <laughs> on that set with John Landis uh, was the director. Was was there a fair amount of uh, improv on that at that time? That set. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember. <laughs> I don't. You know, there was a, a a fair amount of improv that happened around. Yeah. You know, but as 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 the script was very much intact. Okay. And very well written and yeah. very tight. And I'm not the kind of actor who really likes to improv. Okay. I'll improv on radio in conversation with you guys. That's yeah. okay. But when it comes to the work, I mean, writers write. I wanted them to do. I wanted. The, I want their work to be presented in the way in which it was meant to be. So I don't like to do a lot of improv. I right. will do some, but I'm not a big fan of it. And, but there you. was a lot of, hey, there, the, the atmosphere of that film was, was conducive. Just, yeah, yeah, amazing, very it's, cool. So, so the show premieres what day again? Which the nineteenth? The nineteenth. Now you 19th know. Nineteenth of March. We are clear on all this. It'll <laughs> be on at uh, at ten o'clock. But uh, it's uh, you know ensemble cast, multiple stories. Looks like it's going to touch on a lot of a lot of things that people can relate to, which is which is really cool. And so, are yeah. you cool being now considered the new village people? Is that, is that, uh, yeah, we, we so love we've been it. Saying the yeah, we have people a song for you too. <laughs> And there it is. Uh, well, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> might as well announce it. We want to thank you guys for coming by here. There's some impending weather, and we didn't know if you were going to make it in or not, but we appreciate you uh, taking the time out to come by here today. And good luck with the show. Thanks thank a lot. Very nice guys. to meet thank all you of all you. the fans out there, too. Thank Let's you hear for Frankie and Moran and Gerard. Yeah. yeah. The Village. March 19th, NBC, 10 p.m. We are going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Join Marissa Magnata and Captain Morgan Original Spiced Rum Thursday from 7 to 9 at PJ Willihan's in Maple Shade for the official Countdown to Cardboard Party. Register to win the Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic and PJ Willihan's VIP experience, including two rooms, four lift tickets, four passes for the VIP viewing area, and a spot on PJ's sled for their run down the tubing hill. Friday from 7 to 9, the aforementioned Marissa Magnata and 2019 Calendar Girls LC and Alexa rock Piccadilly Inn, 866 US 206 in Shimon, New Jersey, with a Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar Raid. 93.3 WMMR, every 
everything and everywhere that rocks. Tornado! Tornado! <laughs> no, it's just flurries. Oh, uh, here in Bellacombe. Oh my God! Yeah, Tornado! Just... He won't. He won't listen, Preston. <laughs> it's okay. Gets a little excited. You know what I love? The uh, <clears throat> ABC reporter. I forget her name. Who had climbed up onto the hill of salt? Uh, she was Jeanette working. Reyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I love her. And she and so they, I guess they must have come to her a little bit uh, earlier than she thought. And she had just finished climbing up the salt, so she was like, ah, "Yeah, well, uh, she's like, I'm a little out of breath." That's funny. <laughs> and that thing is huge, by the way. Did you you saw it? Obviously, the 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 I yeah. mean, a, a mountain mm-hmm. of salt. Of salt. Yeah. It's uh, oh, what did they say this morning? Hundred thousand. Uh, pounds of salt, I think it was. Not not all being used today, but right. for, you know, the stash for the uh, winter. Crews are out working, man. Getting there because it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a bit of a dump, but it's going to go away fairly quickly. Yeah, fifty five degrees tomorrow. Yeah. I was, and Kathy, your 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 uh, traffic screen said it all. It looks uh, it doesn't look like there are a lot of people out and about. So. No, and by the way, correction: it's a hundred uh, thousand tons of salt. A hundred million pounds. I know, <laughs> like the camp out. You just like make reached, up a number. Uh, these are these these fellas out there. They're in the parking lot out there, Plymouth meeting. They've raised a hundred and eighty trillion tons of poop food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Regis. Close. Close. Unbelievable. These, these, these two fellas, they do, a, they do a show, and they have raised the uh, same weight of Jupiter in food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get to the B-File, so let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, let's uh, try some stories out for you here. A driver was stopped by police and ticketed Thursday after police say she attempted to pass off a pack of Camel 99 cigarettes <laughs> as an official New Hampshire inspection sticker on her car. <laughs> Police said Officer Edward Barrazzo noticed what appeared to be a suspicious sticker on a vehicle and decided to make a stop. According to the police, the driver stuck the cigarettes in the window and attempted to make them look like an inspection sticker by coloring reddish border around the box and writing 0919 in the middle. She should have used Marlboro. They're already red. Bonnie Blanchett was cited for a traffic violation. Police posted a message on the department's Facebook page stating that while fake sticker, the fake sticker was creative, drivers should not attempt to make imitation stickers, but rather get your vehicles inspected. Don't you love when people make their own tags? Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Current and, oh, this is a horrible story. Current and former employees of an Ohio nursing facility are accused of mistreating, mistreating two patients in their care including one who died as a result of the nurse's actions, the Attorney General Dave Yost said. Now, a grand jury indicted seven people who worked as nurses in 2017 at Whetstone Gardens and Care Center in Columbus. Uh, The defendants face 34 charges, including involuntary manslaughter and patient neglect. One patient, they said, literally rotted to death. Oh, my God. As a direct result of the nurse's negligence, Yostead, adding that another suffered physical harm because nurses falsified medical records and forged signatures. Uh, the accused include six current and former employees and a contracted certified nurse. A spokesperson for Whetstone said that it had been cooperating with law enforcement since concerns arose two years ago. Four employees were immediately fired for falsifying the second patient's records. You're not supposed to let them rot to death. <sighs> no. But, um, Wetstone strongly disagrees with accusations that its employees are responsible for the other patient's death. Uh, There's no way to to go out. Jesus. The first patient developed wounds on his body in February 2007. They progressed to gangrenous and necrotic tissue. Nurses delayed bringing him to the hospital where he died from septic shock as a result of the wounds. 
Three defendants were indicted on charges of involuntary manslaughter, gross patient neglect, and patient neglect. Uh, they are accused of failing to take medically appropriate steps that could have saved his life. That is a horrible, horrible story. How about this? This is a weird one. A man is dead in Baltimore after a porta potty caught on fire. He was in a porta potty that caught on fire. Uh, it's I have very little information. Or was he about outside this. and got too close to the burning porta potty? Units from the Baltimore City Fire Department were dispatched to where a man on fire was seen coming from a porta potty. Uh, when officials arrived on the scene, I'll have what he had. Three porta potties were engulfed in flames, and the man was pronounced dead at the scene. Jeez. And the cause of the fire is still unknown. That's all that I had on the story. But yeah. well, is, he might have set himself on fire, or perhaps the methane gas in the uh, porta pot. Let's create whatever story we want. Sure, yeah, Taylor, just run with it. A 21-year-old man is under arrest after accidentally firing a gun during an effort to impress a fellow partygoer Saturday night. The bullet hit a 20-year-old woman and the one-year-old girl that she was holding on her hip. Oh they're both. They're going to survive. Investigators say six adults are in the house having a party when a man with a concealed carry permit removed his gun and holster, handing it to another man so he could remove his pants and show his leg tattoo. Ah, that's great. The person who handed that's part of the party when the firearms come out. The person who was handed the gun then handed it to a third man. The twenty-one-year-old deputy say the third man took the gun out of the holster and began to show it off to the twenty-year-old woman holding the baby. And then a single round was fired, hitting the baby's leg and continuing to the woman's pelvis. Well, there's not like there's stories of uh, firearms accidentally discharging. Both victims were taken to local hospitals for surgery and were stable. The twenty-one-year-old man was booked for reckless endangerment. Deputies say ecstasy, alcohol, and marijuana were present at the party. Uh, Florida is once again proving itself to host some of the most brazen people in the nation. A video was shared on Facebook which depicted a woman shaving her legs nonchalantly in public, all riding on the back of a motor scooter. That's some balls. She is shaving her legs. The scooter appears to be driven by a gray-haired man. Well, the woman wielding what appears to be a plastic razor shaves her legs on the back. That That is dangerous, right? She's also hitting the razor against the bike to clean out the blades. I guess a little bit. I've shaved my head on a mechanical bowl, but that was risky. Uh, the couple seems to be throwing caution to the wind by not riding with an exposed, not only riding with an exposed blade, but also without helmets. Uh, but what makes the video so iconic is just how casually she's shaving her legs as if this is the sort of thing that she does now and again on the way to the beach. Like you would think... Shave your legs, then get on the motorcycle and head to the beach, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to multitask everything. No. A Florida man gave the IRS a real run for its money by fudging his tax return and netting nearly $980,000 in a refund. (laughs) Raymond Christopher Blanchett finagled the massive return by claiming in February 2017 that he had $1 million in federal taxes withheld on his $17,098 a year alleged income. Wow, well, they withheld that much. The 29-year-old who did his own taxes and submitted them electronically listed his occupation as a free a, a freelancer. I'm getting killed in taxes. His W-2 forms were from a Tampa nursing home and a sizzling platter restaurant in Murray, Utah. <laughs> but the feds say that uh, one WT showed Blanchett was actually paid $2,098 with no tax withheld, and the other listed at $1,399 in income, also with no withholdings. Uh, Still, the IRS glossed over the self-filed return, sending him a check 
for $980,000. They didn't, they didn't really take a look at it. That year, the average U.S. Uh, refund was about 3000 uh, after receiving the the uh, fortune, he tried to depositing it in a pair of SunTrust bank accounts, but the bank, suspecting fraud, closed them last May. Do we have that million-dollar refund for the Sizzler employee? And sent him a cashier's check for the full amount. He then took the money and tried to open a money market account at Grove Financial Credit Union on the pretense that the funds were from the estate of his deceased father. Oh. He started moving money around the Grow account and withdrew $49,000 to buy a Lexus. Uh, it was around this time the IRS caught up with his scam, realizing it had been built out of nearly $1 million. And they seized his Lexus as well as the remaining $919 in his accounts. But he got away with it for a while. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. He almost had a million bucks to play with. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We still have another guest that we're going to get to in just a moment. One that survived an attack by Ted Bunny, one of the few people that got away from that man without dying. Uh, We're going to talk to her in just a little bit. But I have another $50 P.J. Wellahan's gift card. I'll take caller 17 and give that to you. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a buzz. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush, a video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. Preston and Steve on this Wednesday morning. Uh, snow finally made it to where we are in Bella Kenwood and uh, been getting pictures and texts from uh, people all through the course of the morning that the storm is indeed... Making its presence known, and uh, it'll be getting more intensified as we get deeper into the midday hours. Uh, So it is on the way, and uh, when all said and done, the uh, suburbs are going to get about uh, six inches, and uh, city around four inches, but won't last too long. We got it turning to rain and warmer temperatures later on tonight. Going to do today's lesson question and give away a pair of tickets to see Villanova versus Butler on Saturday, March 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, The question I have for you is, uh, my bully from high school thought that I looked like I was in what 80s hair band? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this. All right. So what uh, my bully thought that uh, I looked... <clears throat> like I was in which 80s hair band? 215263WMMR. If you were listening, you know the answer because there's a lot of 80s hair bands out there. This is a pretty, uh, you, you got it. You had to. I would think so, one. yeah. Call now and we'll see if you can get it right. We're going to do the trash right calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Metropolitan Veterinary Associates. Metropolitan Veterinary Associates in Norristown has been a leading specialty in emergency hospital for over 30 years with 13 specialties and over 30 doctors. They are dedicated to providing the highest quality veterinary care. Learn more at metro-vet.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kate Beckinsale hitting back at online trolls condemning her recent dating choice, Pete Davidson. As for Davidson himself, he's reveling in the extra attention, even going so far as charging people to smell his fingers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The fashion world mourning the death of legendary designer Karl Lagerfeld at the age of 85. Those closest to the icon say a minimum of preparation will be needed for Lagerfeld's funeral because he always dressed like Dracula. Oh, my God. And finally, very interesting news. Rapper Lil Zahn announcing on Instagram that he and his girlfriend are expecting a child. Zahn says it's a perfect time to have a kid because he just had the entire text of Goodnight Moon tattooed on his face. (laughs) 
That's your Hollywood trash. All righty. See if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, the bully that I had, I was just in middle school. Um, I thought that I looked like I was in what 80s hair band? That's the question. And I'm going to go to Joe, see if we can get that answer. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Awesome, Joe. So what 80s hair band did the guy think I was in? Would it be a biblical band, Striper? Yes! In Jesus' name, we rock. They used to hand out Bibles, right? Hang on, Joe. Yeah, I think Striper did. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, Joe. We're going to get your information. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Villanova versus Butler. Saturday, March 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, and it's brought to you by Dunkin'. Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavors are back at Dunkin'. Enjoy $2 medium lattes and cappuccinos from 2 to 6 p.m. Preston and Steve run on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Breaking Benjamin has announced a massive summer 2019 North American headlining tour. Uh, and they're going to be coming in our area. They'll be at the BB&T Pavilion on August 9th. Uh, before that, they'll be in Hershey on July 27th. Uh, and pre-sale has already begun, and the official on-sale is Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, all-star lineup of special guests will join the tour on select dates, including Chevelle, Three Days Grace, Dorothy, and Diamante. So, heads up on that Breaking Benjamin coming to the area. Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney has launched a new band called Sad Planets. Uh, the duo, which pairs Carney with guitarist-singer John Petkovich from Cobra Verde are set to release their debut album titled Akron, Ohio, on April 19th. Both uh, Petkovich and Carney are Akron natives, all, and though the former now resides in Cleveland, the latter departed for Nashville. When the two returned to the city to record the album, uh, Petrovich called it a chance to work with a longtime friend, but also an opportunity to reconnect with Akron in a very different way. I love you, Akron! Uh, the LP's psychedelic sounds reflect the decline of the once great industrial city. Black Keys have been on hiatus since August 2015 when they completed the touring cycle for their 2014 album Turn Blue and have not indicated any plans yet for a return. Frontman Dan Auerbach has recorded several albums either on his own or with his band uh, The Arcs in addition to producing other acts and overseeing his own label, which is Easy Eye Sound. Carney, meanwhile, has also produced several records, including his now fiancé's Michelle Branches. Homeless, hopeless, romantic, and the couple also had a baby. Hey, he's with Michelle Branch? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Ringo Starr and his all-star band, along with Santana, the Doobie Brothers, the Edgar Winter Band, and Arlo Guthrie have signed on to appear at the 50th anniversary of the Woodstock Festival. And it's going to be at the Bethel Wood Center for the Arts, a three-day event, which is scale, a scale-back version of what was originally intended to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, will take place at the 15,000-seat shed in Bethel, New York, which sits on the land where the original 1969 (laughs) festival was held. It's a bit of a modification to the original plans. It's probably going to be a hell of a lot easier for them to pull something like this That's what they're saying. Logistically, it just makes more sense. Uh, It's really more like Ringo's touring band, you know? He a lot of times pulls these people together. Uh, so they're planning on doing that. Uh, also, it's great too, because the Beatles were great at Woodstock. 
Uh, yeah, they weren't there. Uh, Lincoln Park vocalist Mike Shinoda spoke about the band's future in a new interview. Asked whether he and the other members of the band have gotten together recently, Shinoda replied, I see the other guys here and there. Not all together, usually. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, one-on-one, but I'm sure that we're going to get together soon and just hang out uh, and see what's up. Nearly two years after the death of Chester Bennington, Lingham Park has not indicated whether it will regroup. When asked about the possibility of finding a new singer, Shinoda said, that's not my goal right now. I think it has to happen naturally. And if we find somebody that's a great person that we think is a good personality uh, fit and a good stylistic fit, um, then I could see trying to do some stuff with somebody. And I wouldn't ever want to feel like we were replacing Chester. Uh, he released a full-length solo album called Post Dramatic last year and says that he is continuing to write music both for himself and other artists along with doing some producing as well. <clears throat> One last story. I mentioned this in uh, the entertainment news. Motley Crue has unveiled the first full trailer for The Dirt, the upcoming Netflix film based on the band's memoir of the same name. It looks great. It does. It really looks good. It's due to arrive on March 22nd, and the movie was picked up by Netflix after being previously developed at Focused Features and Paramount Pictures. Uh, Rapper Machine Gun Kelly, whose real name is Colson Baker, is going to be playing Tommy Lee. Uh, the Dirt also stars Daniel Weber as Vince Neal, Douglas Booth as Nikki Six, and Ewan Rowan, who's going to be Mick Mars. And Ian Ewan, you spell his name I-W-A-N, so I guess it's Ewan or Erwan, uh, is from Game of Thrones. He played uh, Ramsey uh, Bolton, one of the most evil characters in that entire run. And he's going to be playing Mick Mars, so it should be pretty interesting. Look, there's loads of stories, obviously. To have them around to relay those stories, too, is pretty cool. Uh, I'm very excited for this movie. What, what's its premiere day, person, again, did you say? Uh, it's just a couple of weeks, right? I threw it in the trash. March 22nd. Second. Yeah, March 22nd. March 22nd. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. All right. Uh, our next guest is on the line. And uh, safe to say, I don't think we've ever spoken to anyone who has a story quite like hers, ever. Your story's amazing. All the years of broadcasting we've done, I don't think we've ever had a story quite like this. Um, and a lot of interesting things about her life. But uh, she is one of the very few people that survived an encounter with Ted Bunny. And by encounter, I mean an attack. Yeah. Uh, she was nearly killed. And uh, so we've got her on the line. Please welcome this morning, Kathy Kleiner, to the program. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. Well, uh, you know, a gazillion questions, so many different things. Uh, by the way, let, let's talk about where you are in life right now before we get into your past, Kathy. What, what do you do? What, where do you live and what do you do? I live in New Orleans, Louisiana, and it's wonderful here. I work on Rural Street, which is one of the main um, streets that have art, art, antiques and artists. I work in an art gallery, and I love it. I talk to the artists, and I get to know them and their paintings, and um, it's just a great time to be here and mm. great city to be in. I, it's a wonderful place, but it must be very interesting, and we'll, we'll get into the background of your, your encounter with one of the most notorious serial killers in our nation. When you meet people to this day, and eventually, somehow or another, this subject comes up, it's got to be... Very, the reactions you see have to be very interesting. Yes, they are. Um, I have no problem talking about the story. However, I think people have a problem listening to it. Huh. And 
understanding that I'm actually one of the survivors. Yeah, so, Kathy, your story is amazing. Your your life in general is amazing. Your attitude is is so inspiring. You know, you've been through so much outside of just that, which alone would fuel nine lifetimes full of of, of stories. Your your single encounter with Ted Bundy, um, but you it it you know upon learning about you, the fact that you've made, been able to maintain. This positive, we can hear it in your voice. You're enjoying life. Mm-hmm. To what do you attribute that? Um, well, first off, I think to uh, get over the Bundy situation and the attack, I found that I read every book I could find and watch anything on TV that I could get um, and understand who the man was that attacked me. Um, it wasn't some dark figure in the night. It actually was a person that was Ted Bundy. And I wanted to get into his head and understand that how he worked. And once I could get a feeling of that, I, I said, you know, let's just keep going. I, um, I have two, two grandchildren. I have um, my wonderful son. I have lupus, which um, um, was supposed to have me not have children. But since I've had lupus over the years, I was also diagnosed with stage two breast cancer, which was another thing I had to overcome. But after Bundy, I felt like, you know, I can do this. Anything yeah. that comes up I, is within me to fix. I guess so. Yeah, to frame it that way, because not only that, you had you had, you had miscarriages. You you were in a bank robbery where a, 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 you had an armed robbery. You were a teller for that. Uh, you've had so many things that alone would have sent people off into into uh, bad places. And I guess it's sort of weird having that started all off. Kind of, kind of. I guess made you. It was able to help you put it in context. I guess is that what you're saying. Yes, um, everything I had to go through, um, I took it as, okay, this is not going to define me. I'm not a survivor. I want to thrive through life and make everything that happens for good. I want to talk about it and hopefully help other people, even through the cancer or the lupus. Um, Each thing is a major problem for a lot of people, but it's just something I had to endure and then move on. Honestly, your your life would make a, would make a hell of a movie uh, alone. But right now, we do have the Zac Efron movie, and of course, the Netflix series, which has reignited this interest in in Ted Bundy. Uh, if if you wouldn't mind, take us back to where you were, uh, specifically the uh, the the night of the attack, and 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 what happened. Uh, you know, because later on, it's my understanding you recalled a lot of it through hypnosis because the initial trauma of it was was uh, so substantial so so give us a um, a peek into what your experience was that evening uh that evening um during the day i had gone to a wedding at church and a reception and had a wonderful day and enjoyed being with friends later on in the afternoon i went back to my room in the sorority i lived on the second floor of chi omega sorority house and my bedroom faced the back of the sorority um the room the house was beautiful it was southern and had a beautiful wood staircase as soon as you walked in after the my beautiful day um i went home and studied did homework my roommate karen also was sitting on her bed um, doing her homework When you walked into our room, it was a very small room. We had twin beds lined up against each side of the room, against the wall, and um, we had a small trunk, like you could put clothes or your shoes in. It was a small footlocker trunk between our beds. Yeah, for people aren't familiar, it's sort of like like maybe like a steamer trunk size? Yes, exactly. 
All right. Exactly. So um, that was between our beds, and we had about three feet on each side um, of each side of the trunk to, to get to our beds. Um, sometime around 10.30 or 11, Karen and I closed off the lights and decided to go to sleep. Now um, it's, it's real late. It's real early in the morning. I'm sleeping, and I hear our, our bedroom door open, which um, aroused me a little bit, um, but didn't wake me up completely, at which point I heard the trunk being um, moved and, and fallen over, and it was like, okay, now I'm awake, and I'm looking around, and I see a figure of something, of someone standing in front of me. He was in dark and dark clothes and had a knit hat over his on top of his head, and I couldn't see anything but a silhouette. And at that point, I saw this person lift his arm up over his head. He had a piece of log that he had picked up from the firewood that was outside the sorority. He lifted his arm up and then slammed it against my face. And I remember it being more of a thud, more of um, just just a thud, other than being a sharp pain. Um, looking at it now, I would think it'd be a sharp pain. Mm-hmm. But after um, he did he did attack me, he um, shattered my jaw, and my cheek was split open up to my chin, up to my ear, and I bit almost bit my tongue off. So this was right then, right right there in the room. He then went over and attacked my roommate, Karen. Now, Kathy, at this point, he had already been to another room in the sorority and had had already killed another of your sorority sisters, correct? Yes. As you walk up the staircase, um, it was a normal dormitory-type sleeping arrangement. He had a long haul. My Margaret, Margaret... I'm sorry, Margaret Bowman was the first woman sorority sister that was attacked. When he went up to the hallway, he just took a little turn to the left, and there was the first room, which was Margaret. He attacked her and raped her and killed her, strangled her. Then he crossed the hall and went to Lisa's room, at which point he must have been in such a frenzy. He had never attacked someone so easily as them just sleeping in front of him. He always kidnapped his victims. When he went into Lisa's room, he uh, horribly attacked her, raped her, bit her, which actually became uh, something important because they used it against him during the trial, his his impressions of his teeth. Then they turned around and walked, he turned around and walked into our room. Once he was attacking us, he uh, didn't leave anyone alive. His victims did not live. He came back to uh, attack me again. Since we were in the back of the house is where the parking lot was. Our curtains were wide open. Our um, We had plants hanging on the curtain rods, so we never really closed the curtains. Right. And thank God, that night, uh, someone was pulling into the parking lot, and the light shone up into our room and illuminated it so much that Bundy thought he was seen. So at that point, he turned around, left our room, ran down the staircase to the front of the house and left by the front doors. Kathy, so so then you have these the people coming into the house, they come in and and they um th- they hear the moaning or how 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 did they uh, you know because it's dark and he had uh, from my understanding is he had unscrewed the light bulb so the lights weren't able to come on immediately. 
Yes, that's true. When he first entered the hallway um, to our, our hall, he had unscrewed the lights in each of the fixtures on each side of the door so that it would be very dark in here, in there, as he um, walked around. Now, on top of the landing of the staircase, as you walk to the second floor, there was the big bathroom, which, of course, had double doors and you couldn't tell what it was. Right. Right after the attack, my my roommate Karen stumbled out into the hallway and was just standing there right next to our door Mm -hmm. when one of the sorority sisters came out of the bathroom and saw her standing there and turned her around and walked us back, walked her back into our bedroom. Uh, When she uh, laid her back down on her bed, she saw me and moaning and all the blood and everything, the blood everywhere. And she saw that Karen also had been attacked. When they um, when they saw this and put it together, they called nine one one, and that's when we got uh, medical help, and that's when the police showed up. So you're you're, you're taken for for medical help. He's on the loose. You, you from what my understanding is, um, you know, you 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 spend some time, but you have to go to an oral surgeon who has to break your jaw again, basically to reset it properly. And and, and yes, then, in Tallahassee. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and so so, but at some point, you're asked to revisit the scene of the crime. Um, and and why was that? And what was that like? Before I left Tallahassee, I was in the hospital for about a week. They did wire my jaw shut um, at the first time I got I went in um, in surgery. The jo- uh, the doctors wired it shut, so now I can't speak and have this horrible horrible things to say and it was difficult to say anything Um, also I had almost bit my tongue off so that made communication even worse when I was leaving the hospital about a week later the police officers wanted me to go back to my sorority room and um, took me back there and it was so hard every step I took going up the stairway felt like I had weights on me the officers were on each side holding holding my arms and helping me walk up. When I got to the hall, um, I noticed that Margaret's room, the first room on the left, had crime scene tape with the door closed. And I looked to my right, and Lisa's room was the same way, crime scene tape. When I walked a couple steps further uh, and got to my door, it was covered in crime scene tape. It had several um, rolls of it uh, crossing the door. They opened the crime scene tape for me to walk in, and I stood there in our little room and looked, and there was blood everywhere. It was on the walls. It was on the ceiling. It was all over my new bedspread I had just gotten a couple weeks before. They asked me to look to see if anything was missing or stolen from my dresser or anything else in the room so that when they did find this person, they could tell if he had any trophies with him that sure. showed that he did come from our sorority house. Mm. And when I looked around, there was black fingerprint dust everywhere or blood. It was it was just horrific. Wow. Um, so I looked and I could I, I couldn't see anything missing. And I said, you know, no, I don't see anything. Kathy, over over the decades, uh, people have been fascinated by Ted Bundy, his story, as well as other serial killers and their whole mindset and what's wrong and why did they do this how do you feel about that as a direct victim to uh to ted bunny the 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 fascination behind this person ted bundy was very intelligent and he had a lot of knowledge of how the criminal system worked he showed and um 
took care and, and dominated what he wanted people to see about him. He uh, was in control the whole time. And I think at that point, he um, he made himself look like the good boy mm-hmm. and blew himself up as far as his ego. Yeah. When they do make these films, um, just to tell you, I read every book I could find on Bundy after I was recuperating. I watched every story on him I could find, and I found that that helped me heal. Wow. Now, these movies coming up, um, I saw the uh, tapes that Netflix had, right. and it was the Bundy tapes. So that was his story. That showed from the beginning to the end of his life, which was just defined to him and was not a place for the victims to be brought up and talked about because it was his tapes. Now that the new movie's coming out, um, and they have Zach portraying Bundy, Bundy was a look at good-looking guy, and so is Zach. But I think because of his, um, his, he looked just like Bundy is why they put him in the part and casted him. And the way I understand it is the movie does glorify him and does show him as um, being, uh, you know, in the Republican Party and doing all this stuff. Right. But that's what Bundy wanted him to be portrayed as. Mm-hmm. But as the movie progresses since i haven't seen it yet i do hope there's a section on it that talks about his victims Mm -hmm. because that's really part of the big story that he killed so many women so many of them were so young and had lives ahead of them and dreams and bundy came in and just took that all away from them and also took them away from us uh, you, you're, it's astonishing that that you you um, you know so many people I think would would sort of um, run away from this. You you sort of uh, sought and did, in fact, obviously get um, uh, closure in exploring his his mindset. But you know your, your your life continues on after that. At one point, you you found yourself at a, as a bank teller staring down an armed robber um, and, and other things. I, I, I just I, I mean, I find it so impressive. Uh, you know, you're you're just an amazing woman. I would love to see your story committed to film and your story of survival, because I think it's just an incredibly amazing thing that you are able to be as uh, as together, as lucid and as upbeat as you are. And, and you're you're amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I do feel upbeat and I, I love life and I'm looking forward to anything else that's happening. I'm a grandmother of two, um, two kids and my son and I have lupus, but none of this is going to define me. I don't want to be known as a survivor of Ted Bundy. I want to be known as someone who thrived in her life and did many things, had obstacles that she overcame and just be known as, as a person who's looking forward to living more and enjoying life. Amazing. Excellent. Well, it's an inspiration. Kathy, thanks for sharing your story. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Kathy Kleiner, guys. Right. Wow. What a story. Jeez. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. I, I don't, you know, you have to <clears throat> be in awe of this woman to be yeah. that way, to be, you know, to embrace life in lieu of all that is happened to her well especially since it's not just uh you know she survived an attack she survived an attack from a guy who has who killed dozens of women yeah like uh, you know i mean like people didn't get away from him that's and and did wow the one she she, i was reading an accounting that she had given i I think it might have been to rolling stone um 
she was literally inches on the other side of a wall where the <laughs> one of the, the other girls was killed. So sure. this is all going on. Uh, and the fact that she read all the books and saw all the movies, yeah. you would think that someone would spend a lifetime trying to get away from that. Had to try to block it out. She, she ran to, at it. She, mm. she ran at it and used that. So good on her, man. Uh, the movie that Zac Efron uh, plays Ted Bunny in is called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Uh, I don't have the release date on that as of yet, but uh, wow, that's a, that was a pretty wild call. Okay, a uh, couple of things here. I need to do this? Yes. Okay, secret text word. We still have a prize to give away, and we need to do that right now. So, Kathy, I need a number caller from you, please. Ten. Caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We're going to come back and get a winner. Get ready to wrap things up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Online, on demand, and on the app. Including our digital HD signal. The best sounding MMR there is. WMMR HD and HD2. The MM Archives channel. It's about 10.43 on this Wednesday morning. So we return back to work from a, uh, a long weekend. And uh, we bring with it some snow. And uh, it's going to be weird because it's going to get heavy. In a little while, and then it's going to change over to rain, and then it's going to disappear because our high tomorrow is 55 degrees. So it's moving along very, very quickly. So heads up on all that. Hey, we were looking for a secret text word winner, so we need to get that. We were looking for caller number 10. So I'm going to go to Jen because she's caller 10. Hey, Jen. Hey. Uh, Jen, Hi. if you know the secret text word, then you will win a prize. What is the word? The word is late, which is perfect for me because I'm late all the time. There you go. <laughs> That's the way you win. Hang on, Jim. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a pair of tickets for the Sold Out Seth Meyers Show Friday at 7 p.m. Keswick Theater. Some tickets for the 10 p.m. show are available at axs.com. And we grabbed a random texter, and that random texter is Lynn King from Levittown. Yeah. PA. So, Lynn you get the tickets to see Seth Meyer as well on uh, Friday. What was that? Levittown is Bucks County. Levittown. So I got the thumbs down from Casey. Oh, Casey. Double <laughs> thumbs down, Kathy. <laughs> Double thumbs down. Double thumbs down. Uh, as we are about ready to write, you know what? Let me actually, let me get to Brent Porsche and get the letter of the day first because I got something else to give away before we're done. All, All right. right. Hi, Brent. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Let's just dive right in and do this, okay? Yep. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter? By the letter F as in F this snow. All right. And we have uh, Bud Light six-pack pit tickets for MMRBQ Saturday, May 18th, BB&T Pavilion. Uh, presented by Bud Light, brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And uh, don't forget the lawn tickets are still twenty four fifty while supplies last. So grab those. We'll give that away on Friday. Yes, I want to give away the last PJ Willis hands gift cards that I have. Why? I have two $50 gift cards. We'll take callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Marissa's going to be at the Maple Shade location tomorrow from 7 to 9. Stop by because she is going to have a chance for you to win uh, four Cardboard Classic lift tickets, four VIP passes for our Cardboard Classic VIP viewing area, a ride down in the PJ Willahan sled, and an overnight stay for four people the night after the Cardboard Classic. So pretty sweet deal. 
Uh, so get on board right now, and we will take those cars and set you up. How you doing, Brent Porsche? Doing well. Speaking of PJs, what was that sandwich that was out there? I don't know. Uh, chicken they, and stuff. They bacon. brought the <laughs> sandwich is the chicken bacon ranch. Yeah, that they brought, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the uh, orange poppy chicken salad that they brought mm-hmm. in just a little while. That's and they, all yours. They brought yes. some hot wings <laughs> and chili. Good things. Yeah, some five alarm chili. Chili. Plenty of leftovers. Everything looks great. The wings and everything out there, man. Cool, man. Nice. Yep. Did you have a good... Uh, well, did you work yesterday? I was here yesterday. Okay. Yep. Right. And uh, the ride in this morning wasn't too bad, but I was right. here about 40 minutes ago. But as you look out the window here, you see it's picked up yeah. a bit since, uh, since then. So, yep. so not too bad. That'll continue on. You'll keep yeah. people company during that. Absolutely. What do you got coming up today? Uh, workforce Blocks. Nirvana for Kurt Cobain's birthday. We'll also do Van Halen and Rival Sons. And press during music news, you mentioned that big show with uh, Breaking Ben and Chevelle, Three Days Grace, Dorothy yeah. Diamond. Monty. I'll have tickets for that. Win them before you can buy them. I will also have Dave Matthews Band tickets to give away this, this all week. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Brent's going to take care of you, man. Uh, hang in there. We're going to uh, get ready to wrap things up. Uh, thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International. And Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card, and you can bring a workout buddy with you. Every single visit. Tomorrow on the program, comedian Chris DiStefano ah. will be in the studio. And I'm sure we'll have several other things that we need to bring to your attention tomorrow. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Be safe out on the streets today, all right? The Greston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Not everyone can afford a room only for pooping. Next message. Thank you so much for the tickets to the Disturbed and Three Days Grace show. Hey, Emma! Thank you for the tickets! Thank you! Next message. If you don't want me to pass you, or whatever, then speed up. But don't sit there in the exact spot while I'm trying to switch lanes. Just speed up or let me get in there if you the Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.